Hey everyone, Chris here. I uh, just wanted to give you a little heads up before we get this podcast going. Sunday morning rolled around, was having a fantastic morning, having my coffee, chit-chatting with Andre a little bit, and we got all ready to go and going to push record and everything took a dive. Skype decided to do an update uh, that took a little while and then it was completely different. The in-studio camera decided to update its firmware and uh, so I got a little frazzled and thought everything was good and we started the podcast. And little did I know until the very end when the podcast was over, I never hit record. Like an idiot. Um, so we had to pull all the audio off of the Facebook Live and do the best we could with it and fix it and get it out there. But it's not perfect. And before I get emails and comments, I just figured I'd let you know if you're wondering why. That's what happened. Dummy me forgot to hit record and didn't even know it. So, all right, enough of me rattling. Here you go. Enjoy, and thanks for listening. Good morning. Welcome, everyone. Another episode of RC After Hours. I'm your host, Chris Ron Kegloon, in the studio all by myself. I checked in with Mike Coolins yesterday, and yes, he is still out in the deer stand being fooled by those deer. <laughs> when will he be back? I don't know, but we miss you, Mike. Maybe he'll pop on live here. He's probably out there right now. Freezing, freezing his, and we'll yeah. see him pop on the Facebook Live. So, joining me today up there in the Great White North, everybody's favorite Canadian, Andre Russo, and it's just him All and right. I today. So, we're gonna have a nice, kind of old school, maybe just bench flying session. Catch up on some things and talk about some products and Flight Fest South and how that went, and we'll see where it Man. takes us. And we'll try to cheer. We'll try to. Yeah, I know. I. Was, I've seen you. I was like, did he change his camera setting? No, he's been in Florida no. for a week. Oh, so what's oh, it like going yeah. from shorts and a t-shirt to like a park? And... Uh, it was, it, it, it hit me hard this week. It was, and it was, we, we, we bottomed out like <laughs> radically. So Celsius wise, like there was a 50 degree swing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It, uh, bottom fell out here too. So, Thanks, everybody, oh, yeah. for joining us this morning. Um, thanks, everybody, for uh, joining us on Facebook Live. Hey, come hang out with us. Join us. Man, we'll answer some questions. Uh, just, you know, we'll see where it goes. Um, thanks to rcexplorer.se for helping us out and keeping the podcast going. And to all you Patreon 
people out there, thank you very much. You're definitely um, helping us out, keeping us going. If you want to help us out, just go to patreon.com slash rcafterhours and give us some money. We'll take money. We'll take anything. No, just kidding. Uh, but give us, uh, you know, help us out. It, it does keep the podcast going. So um, anyway, so back from Florida, back into the cold and, and into reality. Uh, it was a little rough, huh? Yeah, the, um, I was, I was standing outside the airport waiting for my dad to pick me up. And I, I'm, I, the lady looked at me like I must've had like two heads cause I was shaking. <laughs> it was just, it was terribly cold. And I just had my, you know, my windbreaker on and I'm like, Oh yeah. And then it just got progressively worse as the week went on. So I broke out, uh, I broke out the full on parka that I don't normally wear until like January. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's it. And uh, we needed it, though, because the temperature, we just got hit by this Arctic blast. We didn't get snow like you. I didn't have any flurries. We had that one night where we had the sleet stuff. Mm-hmm. And actually, uh, after this show, I got to go into the garage, the cold garage, and I got to get the winter tires on the car because <laughs> I'm behind. Like, I'm, I'm a week and a half, two weeks behind everything because of, well, I was in Florida for a week. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it snowed so hard here Friday at work. I was just unprepared for it, Un, just amazing. Like, it, it was times, Andre, it was a complete whiteout. And it's physically, you know, obviously the ground's not froze, but physically it snowed so hard for a little while that it completely covered the ground. And, of course, when it stopped, you know, it, it melted pretty quick. But, man, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, well, come on, I'm not ready for this. I'm still, you know, I don't know. Well, it it is what it is, but it just takes you a little while to... They say that's what makes us people, Fred, if you're listening, us people in the north stronger because we have to deal with the elements. You know, we, we have to brave the elements and drive in the snow and bear the cold. So we're real people up here. No, I'm just kidding. Anybody down oh. south, don't don't hate on me. I'm just joking and giving Fred but a hard you know, time. Like, yesterday, I spent the entire day outside just doing work stuff. Like I, we went to, I went to, with my dad to the uh, uh, Remembrance Day ceremony, and I just I didn't come in till dark. And it was it was me forcing myself to climatize because I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm there shivering away. I'm like, no, 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 enough of that. So yeah, I did. Uh, I did spend my entire day. I no flying though. I just yeah. I'm so busy that I haven't even been to the field to go flying. Yeah, I know. Um, we'll talk about that here in a little bit more. But I guess well, let's just jump into it. Since you were in Florida, Flight Fest did their Flight Fest South down there, brand new um, venue that they tried out in uh, Lake Wales. What was the name of the airport mm-hmm. down there? Was it Lake Wales Airport? Lake Wales Municipal yeah. Airport. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My first question before I forget, uh, my understanding was is they kept that airport open. That was a yeah. you know a live air. How did they? How did that work? Well, we actually we had an air boss, uh, and um, I'm going to forget his name already. Uh, Mike, I believe. Um, he runs the flight line. He runs the the, the ultralight line at Oshkosh. So the guy's got some real good experience. Um, and the runway we were on was actually under construction, so it was all graded up. They, you know, it was getting ready for resurfacing. Mm-hmm. So we put a at one of the taxi lines. We basically said, "This is your hard cutoff." Okay. And so the other runway was still active for, for uh, you know, ultralight traffic, the parasails, the parachute guys, and there was helicopters. There was there was a bunch of stuff. Um, 
And so we put a line up and eventually over the weekend, actually, we evolved the line because and I got to the point where I actually had people sitting there in a golf cart or with a radio or something and just saying, yeah, you know, X, Y, Z just went past the line and you just very quickly tell the pilot, bring it back a touch. You know, it wasn't that we were anywhere near the runway as such, but for perception of a pilot who's coming in on approach, when you see a little RC plane go fling past you, you're kind of like, eh. So there's actually the separation was quite huge because, um. Uh, this particular runway we were on had three taxiways, A, B, and C, and our cutoff was Bravo. Mm-hmm. So we had a flag initially, and then I went out and we put a uh, we put a ribbon line across with some safety tape, and that seemed to work. And it was just uh, even the FPV guys were at one point uh, initially were were blowing past, and I said, "Hey, you see that flag? You know the wind sock. Mm-hmm. Make that your start point for your turn, so they could still do a nice arc, but they were nowhere <clears throat> near the line, and it worked out great for everybody. Like everybody was really respectful. We had one or two issues with some people which kind of surprised me uh you know and they're like well it's really hard to tell depth i'm like we'll go that way you know (laughs) go go towards another tower you know don't be flying towards the other runway because that's silly Mm -hmm. uh but otherwise most people were very respectful very responsive to uh to our requests just to say hey rein it in a little bit and uh, there's plenty of runway i painted the boxes on the runway and I, i i was walking you know it took me like a half an hour just to walk from end to end. So wow. that was kind of neat. It was huge. I mean, we had a whole runway at our disposal, and they had the X's on the ground. Mm-hmm. And then at night, they had the generators going with the lights and everything. Mm-hmm. So it was properly shut down. Yeah. Uh, um, but it was it was small. It was a small, tighter venue compared to what we're used to in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I could walk the entire thing. What What about like flying a radian though? Was that possible? You know, because. Uh, <laughs> There were a few, actually. Hey, the Horizon guys had a Radiant in competition, and it did really well till Sunday and then bit the dust hard. <laughs> hey, was that the Radiant Pro I think I seen in a video that there, somebody somebody was, was putting a Radiant Pro in combat, and I was cheering, yes, yes, there's a Radiant Pro in combat. Ah! There, was, <laughs> there was one Radiant Pro, and there was no one non-Radiant Pro. And uh, there wasn't, no one did the huge Radiant Fly. Mm-hmm. Um, Why? There, were, there were a couple DLGs and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, I was just wondering with airspace, if you're, you know, with the active runway and everything, if you were able to still, you know, fly like some sailplanes and really get up there and go. Uh, I think the general, generally we were saying 400 feet. There's no need to go beyond that for this kind of event. I mean, the distances you had were huge. Like you could go way out, like, like laterally away from yourself really far if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and, and that was pretty safe. Uh, and you went down while you were going to go have a conversation with some cows and some swamp stuff. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there wasn't a huge, yeah, there was no radiant fly uh, per se. Well, there could have been, but I was so busy I might not have noticed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what what'd you see? What would you hear? Uh, any new planes? Uh, rumors? Some, you know. What's, what's you know you know the funniest thing I got the so I got to talk to the Horizon guys because they mm-hmm. were showing off a couple of things. Uh, I did see the carbon the new carbon Z Sport. Set. Oh uh, yeah yeah yeah. I Sport saw that plus. in person. Mm-hmm. Looks gorgeous, mm. and I really laughed because the guys had they had the little little Umex timber. Oh yeah, they had that with them. But guess whose it was? Matt. It was Matt's personal timber. And I really? Like, like, yeah, that's the only one we had, <sighs> and wow. it's a pre-production. But at least we got one with us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and the Horizon guys, much to their credit, they built 
um, they built two giant German war, uh, bombers, uh, and it, it, they looked gorgeous. They were scratch built. They were huge, and they were doing formation flying and all this other stuff with them. One was, uh, I think one was completely wire cut, and the other was actually made out of foam board. So they were just kind of like, yeah, we want to do something a little different. Otherwise, they were just flying a lot of their new products. Um, no, they did not show the Texan. We didn't discover oh, that until this week. Man, but they had things like um, they had uh, they had the F eighteen from Force RC, mm-hmm. uh, which looked really nice. I think I snapped a photo and posted that. They obviously were flying their the Valiant a little bit, and even I flew one. Uh, and then they were just flying all the the other usual suspects and having a good time. Uh, I met the guy, the new, and I'm terrible with names. Like, this is the problem with I'm I'm flying, doing all my stuff. Um, I met the new multi rotor. Uh, um, I guess he's you know in charge of that line. So we were chatting away one night. He was showing because he helped develop the bigger uh, Inductrix, the Plus. Mm-hmm. And I flew one of those guys. I flew the Inductrix Plus. Uh, the flight test guys had one. I was going around. Apparently, there's a shot of me with my tongue stuck out as I'm <laughs> beaming down the, the hall oh, the, at, the, at the hotel. We need yeah. that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it was, it was kind of fun just beaming around, uh, you know, flying some stuff that, that was a little different. But, um, yeah, the Valiant surprised me. Uh, it was pretty windy, and I wasn't expecting it to handle the wind that well. And it was a very gentle aircraft, actually. It's uh, it's <clears throat> well-mannered. So what's interesting, it's kind of uh, – it's kind of like, you know, uh, it's kind of like a blend between, like, I would say, like, the Timber and the Pawnee, if you want to take E-flight planes, you know, because it's, it's a smaller fuselage, but it's a high wing, mm-hmm. and and it's just, you know, like, the guys in Alex, I was flying, like, flight test had one, and Alex of Ottawa was there going, hey, you know, it lands really well, and I'm like, you mean like this? And I'm full flaps into the wind, boop, wow. Now, I think we talked really about it before, you know, we were looking at the Valiant, we were looking at the Timber, like what, you know, of course now you've flown it, so there could be a different objective, but what, why would you buy a Valiant over the Timber, or why would you add a Valiant, say, if you had a Timber, I mean, what did you like about it? Yeah. Well, the, okay, like for me, I, this is it. I have enough planes in my fleet that it doesn't really go. But I, what it is really is it is a small high wing. Um, and so the problem is if you had to choose between all of them, you know, you're sitting there and, okay, the, the timber and the tundra are your larger scale high wings until you get into some of these bigger airplanes which are coming out, right? But this thing has got a smaller fuse. It's got a narrow fuse and everything. It's very sporty, I think, hmm. um, and because it's small. I mean, it's just got a. It's it's a. They've really. It's a minimalist plane, but it's a high wing, so mm-hmm. you're not going to get into some of the issues with like like the Pawnee in the winter and stuff like that, or even like the Cirrus. You know, in the winter they're terrible because well they're not terrible. They work, but your wings are catching the snow, right? Mm-hmm. Where this thing would be on floats, this thing would probably be a riot. And you know, it's just it's it looks nice actually. It surprised me how well it looked and how easy it was to track, especially with a lot of air traffic around. Um, and it 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 flies nice enough. And and so it's it's almost like they've. It's almost. It sounds funny. It's, it's almost like Horizon has. They've done a fantastic job this year, mm-hmm. but they've almost produced too many good things. Yes, planes, you know, yep. just so many things are coming out that you, you don't know which to pick and choose. And I got a feeling that some of these aircraft are gonna. They're they're not gonna cut out of enough big enough niche in their market space because if I'm gonna look for a high wing, I'm gonna look at it in in, in out of that lineup. Uh, 
the timber or even the sport cup before I look at something like this. But it, it is a nice looking airplane and it works. Someone, uh, Chris, Chris was saying it's more of a sport flyer. Oh yeah, totally. But I mean, we, we make any of our airplanes sport flyers. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, we're going to jump off topic a little bit just because somebody mentioned it here on Facebook Live. Uh, they wanted to know if any of us have gotten uh, the FPV Inductrix Plus. No, not yet. I have been definitely looking at it, and it's yeah. been like in my cart, out of my cart, in my cart, out of my cart. Now, here's why, Andre, because I want one, and I know Chloe has one, and we'll probably get her uh, over here soon and, and fly, but I was hoping to get one. Nobody yet has really ha- has any aftermarket 500 milliamp batteries yet for it. Yeah. And I don't want to pay almost $13 per battery for the thing. And because yeah. you know you're going you're gonna to want four or five batteries. So by the yeah. time you buy four or five batteries, you're, you know, what are you looking at? You know what I mean? That's a lot of money just for those batteries. Bucks, yeah. yeah. You're almost, you, you're, you know, you can, buy an, you can buy a regular Inductrix for that price. Yeah, since they're on it, sale. It flies. Chris, it flies great. I mean, I flew that one and I flew, um, I flew a tiny whoop. And, uh, you know, and so I'm just beaming around, having a good time. You definitely get the flight time out of it, but the guys are telling me they're a little concerned about the frames because it's a bigger thing. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I'm my inductor store over there, so I want yeah. to grab it. And for me, if I can't fly between my rails and I'm going to go like, this is my thing with that aircraft with the plus, it will not make it through some of the places I used to be able to make it through with the inductrix. So mm-hmm. I would rather just pony up a little bit more, but I, it's, it's almost too bad that no one has figured out how to, you know, fix that battery technology a little better. I know everybody says the connectors and the connectors and connectors, but yeah, that's a lot of, that's a lot of little batteries to fuss with. Um, but it is, it is a really nice and the meow mode is fun. Okay, the meow. I, I, we we giggle at the name, mm-hmm. but that that you know, and the other guys call it turtle and stuff like that. But yeah, the, it fires up the back two props, and whoop, over she goes, and off you fly again. Yeah. You know? But even our buddy Andy Chase has cracked a frame already. He oh. says, you know, he he had several several flights with it, and and it's those those rungs that support yes. the motor mounts. Mm-hmm. Those those apparently are are subject to a lot of torsion with the, the slightly bigger frames. So mm-hmm. uh, so who knows. Yeah, that was We're on Gen Ace. Yeah, yeah, and I've got some tattoos for the. Uh, I'm testing out some tattoo batteries on my uh, Inductrix. So. Yeah, there's a ton of aftermarket for the induct- regular Inductrix. You know, uh, you can get packs of them now for like twenty bucks a five. They, you know, two. You know, yeah. You're getting almost four minutes of battery. Um, the thing though, I did like about the Plus, like you said, I liked that the. I don't know why they call it meow mode. But come on here, people. But I mean, yeah, not being able to, you know, have to get up and flip the thing because I'm always trying stupid things and always crashing. And you get up. I guess that's part of the fun, though, maybe. And the short flight times. That's another thing. But the other thing I thought would be good is it actually has. Uh, a tail light on it, and you can change the color. And I did notice when yeah. Mike was over here, and we were chasing ar- each other around. Sometimes he he would kind of disappear a little bit. And I think when you got that light on there, especially like in my house, we were going all over, and uh, some places were a little darker than others. I think it'd be easier to follow somebody with the light on the back. Yeah. So I definitely want to get one. It'd be really interesting, and. and- they, the way they mount the battery, it's almost too bad that they didn't come back with like Inductrix 2.0 and and see if they could keep the form factor, but mm-hmm. add a little, you know, 
add the extra battery power and, and a few other little things. The other issue, too, with that battery for that craft is I don't think any of our current chargers, if I'm correct, are compatible with that. So you have to have another charger, I think, because I, I, th- I think they, they went away from those little micro connectors. Um, hmm. So it's, uh, you know, there, there are some points there, but yeah, it is, uh, it's still, I mean, it's still neat to see and it's, it's, it's awesome that they're pushing it and, and we'll, we'll see where those batteries, I got a feeling by the Christmas season, Chris, in another month or so, Mm -hmm. you'll see a flood of batteries and, and and that product will be a whole lot more viable, but it'll be kind of curious to see what charger, what, what connector is. I'd have to look again because I've got. I wonder if it uses the MCPX one, the bigger one that like they run on the some of the copters and stuff. Um, but then you got to check your polar, polarity. Wow, I can't speak this morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so we'll we'll see. Um, like I said, I'm I've been very tempted. It's been in the cart, out of the cart, in the, and I'm like, eh, eh, eh. and then as soon as I go to order some batteries, I'm like, I'm not paying thirteen dollars for a yeah. battery. I just yeah. refuse to do it. But like I said, Chloe has one. And speaking of Chloe, if anybody watched or listened to the last podcast, we gave her her first ride under the goggles here in the house with the Inductrix FPV. I mean, literally just instantly hooked. Like, after the podcast, I was like, you got to get me the information of what to do here. So I was showing her some some of the cheaper um, HK goggles, you know, the Quantums and and stuff like that. And I'm showing her the Inductrix Plus and this and that. And I got a text from her this week and, you know, thinking, oh, wow, she, you know, went and got some. No, she went all out. Dominator, uh, Fat Shark goggles. HD3s. Yeah, HD3s. um, The Inductrix Plus. uh, What else? Uh, The F27 FPV plane. I mean, just like... I'm all in. I'm ready to go. I was like, "Holy!" Yeah, no cow. kidding. Eh? Talk about you know she 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 used our she did our shopping list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you know I, I was almost I almost bought a set of new goggles. It was funny. Um, I went to fly the 90 GT the other day, and my Fat Shark uh, my receiver uh, wouldn't come up. I wasn't getting any reception video off it, so mm-hmm. I actually have a new receiver, but i got to do some mods and print a case and everything and put a, a header pin into the board. Hopefully it's not my receiver board and it's just the actual physical. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, it's, and it's not even real diversity. What I had already ordered the new receiver, which is just a real tech or whatever they're called, because you know, I got tired of switching the bands with a dip switch. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, this is just every time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went that route, but now I've got to desolder the board. I'm actually going to give this to my dad to desolder because I'm I'm doing a terrible <laughs> job. <laughs> I'm like I've got enough skills, but my dad just he he just you know even even at his age he can just he can mop the floor with me when it comes to soldering. Oh. Um, Chris says I'm looking there. Yeah, no, the, the F27 is. I have a friend here with one as well, mm-hmm. and that aircraft it's. He, he doesn't like the lens. He wants to change the camera lens on it. Mm-hmm. And I still want to see if I can strap a camera onto my older uh, striker with the, uh, with the, with the different foam. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says he gets there and he gets plenty of time off those two S packs, which is stunning. And, you know, he can run, he, he runs some of the similar gauntlet routes. I've been running with the, with my old arrow mm-hmm. and just has zero issue. 
like weight wise and everything, it's like half the weight of what my arrow was. So we're, and yeah. it's, you know, that's sub 250 grams. So no one can bark at us. So mm-hmm. it's, that aircraft is a ball. So I think if that one ever went on sale, yeah, that would be, um, be tempting. I huh? would be considering, I would consider that. So, mm. yeah. Hey, uh, oh, I, well, I forgot to mention about Chloe too, is when she was here, obviously we had her under the head play goggles. She, yeah. she's seen our buddy Scott's, um, quantum goggles. Yeah. So it was very interesting that f- she turned around and went for the fat went shark. The fat shark. Yes. But yeah. I, I, I don't know if it's because that's what our local hobby shop carries. You know what I mean? Cause I gave her all the links to everything, you know, where to get yeah. it and everything. And so I, I was kind of surprised that all of a sudden I seen the fat shark goggles, you know what I mean? So it would be interesting to talk to her to see why she went that route and not the, uh, yeah. Like the regular panel goggles. Well, she can HDMI into that one as well. Night. Well, most of the new ones. And mm-hmm. it was interesting because I was looking. I tried the the limited edition ones, the orange fat sharks. Yeah. And <clears throat> pardon me. <clears throat> uh, my attitude V2s. When I got the uh, the eye pieces out, they are on just the edge. If I had a little bit more, they'd be perfect. And so that's why I was considering buying another. And I had them in my hands when I was there in Florida because it's like, you know, I can bring these back tax-free and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to. It's a classic, you know, uh, I want to repair what I've got. And, you know, for the amount of FPV flying I do, and I can buy other goggles later on um, and and try those. And, yeah, the new focal uh, DVR uh, goggles someone uh, Buck is mentioning are nice. Yeah, and those are a Fat Shark product as well, mm-hmm. right? So they're just a rebranded Fat Shark. Uh, I haven't tried those uh, Isheen ones. Martin's got a set, and he's going to throw them at me so I can try them. I'm kind of curious to see how they fit and feel um, because they're they're pretty cheap uh, alternative for a dual, dual eye setup mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. from my perspective i've always found those the dual eye to be more comfortable than than say your head plays and stuff like that so. right huh interesting mm-hmm. um oh i know what i was going to talk about uh you actually we, we've all seen the um stuff that ready-made rc has been putting out with like the goblin and now they're yes. bringing out you actually got yeah. to see the mini goblin. The goblin in person yes yeah that thing is awesome yeah now it's expensive. Mm-hmm. I, I won't. I won't mince words on it. It's a hundred and thirty, hundred and forty dollars before you put FPV kit into it. Now it's a very capable airplane. And what they said was really cool is they took their design and they shrunk it. And the only thing they had to do was put two vertical fins because they didn't have room for the the rear fin. And both of those aircraft are stunning. Like the the, the big one, it's got the belly skid. Even the um, the 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 high wing strike. You know, the like the 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 trainer looking thing mm-hmm. there were tons of those flying and, and of course everybody just hot rods them right so they've got you know a durable frame and everything but the little goblin was amazing um and you know if it had been available to take home i might have snapped one up but mind you i've got a bunch of small airplanes here um but it's it was neat to the fact they said yeah their design translated down scale really nicely and hmm. It, they had the thing in combat, and they were running them on those, uh, not the ion batteries, but like the, the oh, I forget the name, um, the little tiny, um, uh, you know, double cell, you know, laptops, tile, 10 amp battery, and they will get an hour plus flight out of those things. Yeah, you know, I was watching and, and some of their saying, video. 
Was, well, the guy was telling me that 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 was that when they were doing that little demo through the near the cottage and everything, that was one battery pack, and they would wow. crash. They would throw it back in the air, and they keep going. So it's a very durable aircraft. It's mm-hmm. very well designed and everything. So, mm. now uh, I, I want to throw this out there because this is what I was thinking, and not to say that I wouldn't buy one of those because, it, like you said, with the way they were flying and the FPV and the durability and everything, yeah. You know, but they are $170 for that little thing. So I was thinking, and and I'm interested to hear everybody else, too, out there, or if you guys are on Facebook, let me know. You can pick up the Horizon Hobby F27 FPV all ready to go, out of the box. It's about the same price, uh, you know, and go. Now, you're not going to get the time. Obviously, you yeah, know, battery wise, annoying. And yeah. so I was thinking, man, ready-made. If you took that, I was looking at their camera stuff because I, I was thinking of possibly getting one. And the and the camera setup for that's relatively cheap. I think it's only like fifteen bucks for like the camera transmitter. You know, it's just a small little setup. Yeah. If yeah. you, you know, make that an option, you know, you can buy just the kit with the airplane or buy the FPV setup. Put the camera and transmitter, everything in it. Make it a flat 150 bucks. Oh my gosh, all day long, all day yeah. long. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see how the market reacts to it because I know 170 is if you want it shipped right away. 140 if you just want slow sh- slow boat shipping, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so that would be pretty. You know, and it's going to see it. It's pushing the market, which is awesome. Uh, I know a lot of guys here are are looking into their, you know, their backup strategies for the smaller aircraft and stuff. So, yeah, you know, I've got my, I've got a couple, I've got my uh, Sky Hunter and a few other little ones, and I'm gonna try and slap the FPV on it, and you know, and I even got Alex's. Uh, that's the, you know, oh the, yeah, the Gremlin, the biplane Gremlin, you know, mm-hmm. and that's that's just, just as capable of flying slow as anybody else's aircraft. Uh, actually, Alex was at Flight Fest and he was demoing his uh, his um, infrared uh, combat system. So oh yeah. yeah, yeah, sweet. So yeah, it's, uh, we'll have to see how that goes. I'm I'm really curious. I, I definitely want something small fpv you know just keeping the car leave it in there if i fly take it to the field if i want to fly it i can if i don't whatever they're they're relatively cheap you can get a couple of your other buddies you know to get one and just crank around have a good time or i i think personally that little stuff like the f27 or maybe even the mini goblin like when we were all over at wayne's you know you got that little Mm. smaller tighter area it's a little more challenging to chase each other around than just a big open field you know what i mean yeah or you could achieve the same thing with a small quad. True, very true. Um, but I just, I just, I, it's funny. I, I find you know the quads are awesome and everything, but I, I think I just enjoy the challenge of trying to get a wing or something mm-hmm. through through the same spot. Will it fit that gap? <laughs> yeah, because there's no just stopping like you, you know how the little quads and I do this all the time. I find a little gap and I come up to them like ah no 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 and I'll stop or veer off you know real quick. Yeah, you yeah. got your little yeah, wing yeah. when you're when you're committed. That's it, buddy. You're committed. There's no, like, putting the brakes on or, you know what I mean, putting it in reverse. Uh, So it's a little bit more challenging. 
So you, you didn't get to fly your buddy's F twenty seven though. You did. You, did you see no, it? No, I haven't tried it yet. I, I just looked at it and everything. I mean, it flew. It had the same flight. Uh, what doesn't it have? It doesn't have. I don't think it has rudders. No, no. They, they took they, the rudders they, off, probably to to which, lighten it up a little bit, and you know. Yeah. But who the cares? Foam, the, the other foam is a little is a little heavier than the old stuff, but um, it still it looked. And he gets tons of battery time. And it was funny because one day I was flying, and he's like, "I'm chasing you," and I'm like, "Oh yeah." And so I hope I don't remember what I was flying, but I opened it up, and he's like, "Hey, that's not fair." <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But he gets tons of runtime off that thing, you know. So mm-hmm. it is, uh, you know, it is a fun little aircraft, and uh, you know the the. the the small stuff is is rewardable in that sense. Um, it'd be kind of neat to probably put a put a camera on. At the same time, I've got the one S uh, Sport Cub, you know, which hasn't seen any flight time since the Timber came in. <laughs> yeah, I, I could know. throw a battery on top of that, and you could make that almost park. But obviously, yeah. it's not going to be as durable as something like the Goblin. No, right, right. And even even the F twenty seven takes a bit of a beating after a while, but mm-hmm. still, it's. Uh, it gets a little wrinkled up, but it still goes. That Delta wing can handle a lot of abuse. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. Hey, I have a question for you because I'm starting to get this question a lot, and you know, I have a lot of friends not in the RC hobby and know what I do, and always ask questions and everything. And obviously, the hot topic is drones. Everybody wants one, or they want to know more about them. So the question is, Andre. Is I have some wives and girlfriends uh, coming up for Christmas asking me, hey, I want to buy my husband a drone. I'm like, okay, yeah. what does he want? First of all, I, you know, what does he want to do? Well, he's usually like, I don't know. He just wants a drone. Okay, second question is, how much money do you want to spend? Because you know, the <laughs> wives and the girlfriends are like, well, he's seen yours. And I'm like, okay, well, mine was this much money. And their eyes are like, oh, no, no, I don't want to yeah. spend that much. So basically, you know, the going rate, I, I say you're, you're definitely going to spend somewhere between five and $800. And even then, they're like, well, I really wasn't going to spend that. I said, well, if you want something good, quality. So in your mind, like I know, I know what I've been telling everybody, but if you want to spend somewhere between five, six, seven dollars $700 to buy your, your girlfriend a drone or whatever, what would you pick? What's the first thing that comes to mind when here's the money, this person's brand new? Spark. Yes, exactly. I flew one. Oh, you I did? I flew one. With the I, transmitter? From, yes. Okay. Sean from Get FPV was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just did it, and I kept it really tight because where we were flying. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had an old cell phone on it, so it was really leggy. Uh-huh. Um, but you know what? It wasn't that bad. It was uh, I. He had the transmitter on it. Everything. I think the video was Wi-Fi link, which might not have, which might have explained a few things, but it was really stable. I would push it up, and and we were getting some good gusts and stuff like that. And it was pretty stable. And it's really timber, uh, tight and nimble and everything. Mm-hmm. And it felt nice. I mean, if if you're looking for that that initial the the gateway, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think you can get some packages, and like you said, it's what five hundred dollars for the base package. And, yes. Um, I look on the site and now, but but yeah. What I've been telling. Buy a, yeah, exactly. If you're going to buy a product and you're going to do it right the first time, mm-hmm. here's your entry because your next your next jump to the to the Mavic is is a couple hundred bucks more. Yeah, but uh, and, it, it was cute. What I've been telling everybody, too, is, you know, 
they see the four ninety nine and are like, oh, okay, that's what I want. And then I go, okay, but this is what you're getting. You still kind of have to fly it off your phone. It's still a little gimmicky. I said, spend the extra $100 and buy the remote. So, you know, you're spending almost close, I think, to $600, but you get the remote. $700 gets you the, the Fly More combo, yes. which is everything you're talking about there. Yes. Well, if you buy that, yes. But you can just, when you go in to buy the Spark, you can add just the remote into when okay. you, uh, you know, it, when you go to buy it, there's options. And yes, you can buy the Fly More package, which that's also what I recommend because you're getting spare batteries, which everybody needs and props and all that. But sometimes the price is like, eh, I'll let him do that. I just want to get him the drone. Okay, but at least spend $100 extra and get the remote because I think that's going to make a way better flying experience, you know, with yeah. the remote. But the funny thing is, too, you know, they're they're always like, well, why this drone? You know, I, I've seen some cheaper ones and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, it's good quality. It's reliable. And here's a video. Watch the video. And then after they generally see the video or whatever, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's – you know, that's, that's pretty cool. My husband would really like that, you know? So it's, it's just very interesting that, uh, you know, a lot of questions all the time about drones. Well, hey, what about this drone? What do you, you know, what do you think of this? And yeah. I want to get one of yours and yeah, very, uh, people it, are very it, intrigued with it. Yeah, it is a nice thing. You know, now this is if they're looking for something with a, to do just their entry level photography mm -hmm. and everything. Yeah. It's this is this is this will get you going. This is no race drone or anything like no, this. No, this no, no. This is just your yeah. you know, that's your segment where, you know, if you want to try it, it's a nice way to go. And it's funny because um I would if I was traveling a lot and, and wanted something in my pocket, this this I I might be tempted to actually, you know, order one for that sake, you know? Mm-hmm. Just because I, I love my Phantom, but my Phantom is a tank, you know, as, yeah. as you know, as far as I'm concerned. So it's like, okay. So there's just some days where it's like it'd be fun to fly this thing, but you know, we already know it's not going to take the wind like mm -hmm. uh, like 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 the Phantom and stuff. So, um, and the the Mavic is nice. The goggles are awesome and all that, but it's just you know for the size difference, I'm like, eh, I'll take the I'll take yeah. the video hit. Right, right. I agree with you. So, uh, I still don't know. I, I, I think mm. I'm going to send mine in and get it fixed, or at least I can send it in to like drone nerds and they'll yes. check it They'll check it all out and let me know what it's going to cost and see if it's worth it. Yeah. So I'll probably do that, but I'm, I'm really still on the fence on like what to do. You know, I, I really don't fly my Phantom that much when wintertime rolls around. I don't know why I just don't. So, you know, what do I do? Do I still wait, Andre? You know, I, I, I think I think you wait for some of these sales and see what happens. Well, either that or I googled Phantom Five. You know, there's already <laughs> <laughs> there's already rumors of Phantom Five. You know, coming out. So yeah. uh, there there are some rumors floating around, and and a couple people even said uh, here in December. You know, they they were trying to track DJI to see what was going to happen. You know, a lot of times they come in late fall or in December, or obviously in the springtime with a new model. So, I, I'm guessing probably springtime because with the with the Phantom Four Pro just recently coming out here, I, I can't imagine they're going to bring something out here for for the holidays. I could be wrong, well, that, but that's what we said after I got my four, I, man. I know, I know. You just got your four, and then boom, it's outdated, and they discontinued it. You know, you're like, what's I'm going like, on? Buggers. <laughs> yeah. You trying to read to buy something? Yeah. So I don't know what to do. I I, I do miss it, even though. 
like I probably wouldn't really be flying just knowing that I don't have it. I can't just pull it out. Like, oh, it's driving well, me nuts. It, it, it's, it'd be kind of curious because I, I liked what you did on a couple of the shot products. And I was like, uh-huh. I got to, you know, I got to get into doing that. And could you do that with a smaller platform, you know, that, that would allow you to go hiking again and stuff like that with, without having to carry a big tank on your back? Yeah, I mean... Again, we've we've talked about it a million times. I have nothing really against the uh, the Mavic, except one. You know, um, I can use my head play goggles with it, or I can't yeah. use my head play goggles with yeah. it. And two, even though I just found out a couple of days ago now that FPVLR is now making a long range uh, omnidirectional antenna setup for the Mavic controller. Okay. And it's pretty small and compact, so that takes that away. Um, but I still like, you know, you were talking with, or somebody was talking with Eric Monroe, you know, the quality and everything of that Phantom 4 Pro, the new camera and the one-inch sensor, everything, mm-hmm. it was just night and day difference, yeah. you know, than what the... Yeah. But do, do you really need that when we're just, you know... You, yeah, for what we're doing yeah. when we're pushing videos to Instagram and YouTube. Yeah. So, I don't know what to do, you know, and I, I've seen some sales already. I know even though Best Buy was having a ton of sales on the Mavic, and, and yesterday I just went back to their site just to look at them again. They're already sold out, completely sold out. Oh, dear. So, I don't know what to do, man. I'm just, you know, and then I'm thinking, well, maybe I'll just get mine fixed and still have a Phantom, and then maybe go with a Mavic or something. You know, something. I yeah. don't. I just don't know what to do. I would. I would send it in and price it out and find. You know, like I mm-hmm. mean, basically, you're just you're just paying for shipping, which shouldn't be too 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 bad. Yeah, I think they do so. charge you like, I don't know, fifty or sixty oh, bucks to go. Yeah, yeah, but who cares? You know, yeah. at least I know, yay or nay. You know, it's well worth it. Like, you know, it's going to yeah. cost you six seven hundred dollars. Well, then forget it. I'll just you know, like, yeah, yeah, sell for parts. Right. Yeah. Right, sell the batteries and start over. So, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Um, let's see. What else I got on the list? Oh, uh, I know this is kind of full scale, but it's been in the news. And uh, it's kind of strange. Mm-hmm. But, you know, recently we just had another Akon A5 crash. And it was the uh, kind of a famous uh, baseball player down out of Florida. And, uh, and I first heard, I think... He, you were the one that maybe first let me know about it. So I was digging in a little bit and I actually watched some videos. They had, you know, I don't know what's going on with this airplane. Um, They're kind of getting a bad rap. This is the third crash now, Andre. Yeah. That this poor airplane has had within less than a year. But everything that I've read so far, technically, according to the FAA, has all been pilot air. You know, the, the two people that worked for Icon, they went up a canyon, a wrong canyon yeah, yeah. that they thought and getting, couldn't get turned around and crash, and and unfortunately, they, they died in the crash. Um, a couple down in Key Largo, Florida had one. Uh, the guy said it, it descended way faster than they thought, hit the, hit the water hard, cracked the, the fuselage, and so that was two, and of course, this one. And I don't know if you – did you see the video, Andre? They had some raw footage of the video of him just – and I was like, man, what – are you really having a problem or is he just really tinkering around with this thing? You know what I mean? Yeah. What's going sounds, on? Uh, the eyewitnesses made it sound like he was he was hot dog. And yeah. It, unfortunately, got, it, got a little too low to the deck and, and yeah. Just slammed right Which into is- the water. Yeah, and which is uh, unfortunate. So yeah, the, it's it was really interesting. I saw one video, and they talk about um, 
they talk about some of the the stipulations the manufacturer puts on this aircraft, and it's things like you know, yes, um, the service envelopes, mm-hmm. the uh, the black boxes, and all kinds yep. of things. Like they're trying to protect their brand and their des- their development and everything from incidents just like this, yeah, where, where pilots make errors and stuff like this, right? And so it'll be interesting to see what the the results are in the end because it's still going to take a couple of weeks for for. Um, uh, your transport uh, bureau to uh, to sort through everything, you know, and it, um, it's something. It's a fantastic airplane, fantastic concept. But I, you know, my opinion is too. If you, if you watch a lot of the promotion videos, they're calling it like a jet ski with wings. The way the the aircraft is set up, it's like a car on the inside. I mean, they were really pushing it towards a, the or trying to push it towards a market of you know non-aviation people you know to try to bring more people in and i guess they had a lot of stipulations initially on the pre-order like really weird things you know they had to own it for so long they weren't allowed to sell it i mean there was all this crazy things which my understanding is the pre-orders uh dropped significantly when they brought all this stuff out so they had to kind of lean it out a little bit and change some policies of what they were doing and then my understanding too was uh cirrus was supposed to um build this plane and i think they started there and something happened i don't know what was going on and they moved the facility down to mexico so now they're being produced down in mexico and like uh buck stamps uh was saying too when this airplane first initially came out because i was all over this because i just love the concept and everything they were advertising this plane to be somewhere around one hundred twenty thousand dollars initially yeah and yeah. slowly it just kept going up and up and up and up and up. And like he, uh, Buck Stamp says now, the price is like $369,000. That's that's a really nice house. <laughs> really? Or another really nice type of airplane. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's what's wrong with a, you know, a 50-year-old Cessna, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, I love icon i love the plane everything but it's just going to be interesting to see what happens after this uh is there going to be steps and measures on you know more flight training with these things you know very very strange so i don't know Uh, if if i had if i had money to go flying i i think it would still be like an you know ultra light cub kind of looking thing i you know throw some floats on it or something. I don't know. Yeah. But then I, I probably would do something stupid too, you know? So it's just like, ah, uh, I'll yeah. keep my feet to the ground. <laughs> you know, it's, we were actually, we were having those conversations at flight fest because, you know, the boys, obviously I spent my weekend watching people with paramotors having a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Uh, and, and it was, you know, and I sent, I sent a photo at one point to my wife and said, can I? And I got an immediate response and I'm like, okay, well, so much for that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's like there there's so many ways you can play around in in, in the hobby and so in the in the full scale, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, that would be awesome. But you I'm know, part- it's in in the concept though the not to change or get you off topic there, but you know, the the concept of where you could take this plane it has retractable gear, you could fly it yeah. off of a field, off of a runway. Um, take off and land in just about anywhere that has water. Plus, if you wanted to travel somewhere, the wings fold up. Fold up. I yeah. mean, you can put it on a trailer. I mean, the whole concept, the, the like I was saying earlier, the interior is built more like a car. You know, it's yeah. just awesome. 
but well and it's funny because this this links into it because when we're at when we're at, in florida i walk out to the field and i'm like hey that's a green and white rv7 and it was john oh uh, yeah from ohio yeah. you know and i'm like how long did it take you and he's like oh, five hours i did a fuel stop midway you know mm-hmm. just to get out and stretch my legs and i'm like and at this point i'd been traveling i'd been up since 2 a.m you know <laughs> and everything i'd been up for 12 hours i'm like oh you know if i had mm. my private license and my own plane i could have flown from ottawa to to, to florida you know or, or ottawa to ohio or something mm-hmm. like that you know but i'm like there's just just a whole other reality of you know uh I know. income level and, and yeah. support you gotta have a spot to put the plane mm-hmm. and just you know yeah they're but, they're not uh, cheap yeah, and then John was saying, you know, and then he's, you know, mid on the weekend, he took off, go visit his buddy at Sarasota, flew out mm-hmm. there, and they hung out. And then, but he's like, he was looking at the weather going home, yes. and he's like, I have to change planes because the weather's getting wor- worse in, in yes. Ohio, so I don't mm-hmm. want to fly the RV in. I want to fly something with a little bit more weight. So I just, you know, da 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 da. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. You know, it's just, ah. Right boy it'd be nice to be able to do that eh? it's like i'm gonna fly down and see the guys for the weekend you know but but i have to have my private license because i gotta got you know yeah uh, uh recreational flyer you cannot fly what the, there's there's restrictions on yeah and how far you flying, can go and yeah i yeah. can't cross to the other i can't cross into the u.s and it just goes on and on and yeah. on and on so. and, and the problem too nowadays like even even if you know you get your private pilot's license and obviously uh, expense of a plane is enormous uh, the rental fees nowadays are, they went right through the roof, you know, after 2008 yeah. with the gas hikes and, and probably yeah. insurance yeah. costs and all that. Yeah. Like it's almost, it would just about probably be cheaper for you to buy a plane ticket to fly to Ohio than it would for you to rent a plane to fly down here yeah. and back and pay for fuel. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. And and and, the, and me driving means I actually get to bring stuff with me. Right, right. Well, you could put quite a bit of stuff in a four seater airplane. Yeah, with it's true. you by yeah. yourself. So yeah, and we'll get the radiant in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything to declare? I'm bringing a plane with planes. <laughs> yeah, but I, I know what you mean. You know, I went to flight school down in Lynchburg, Virginia, and of course, from there to back to Ohio was like six, six and a half hours. And I used to hop in the plane and be back here in two hours, easy. You know, no yeah. problem. It yeah. was so nice. Yeah. So I miss those Build days. Bill Decker says Peter Schruppel will sell me a plane for cheap. Yeah, just get a bunch of lipos or just a really long extension cord, right? Yeah, we should talk about that a little bit. Like Peter, Peter oh, finally Bill. took that plane and like did some, you know, uh, what do I want to say? Uh, some patterns around the field and landed yep. it. And I was wow. Yep. Um, uh, shoot, Adam Drain was supposed to be here today, so we we're actually supposed to have somebody in studio, but he got pretty sick, and he—I don't blame him. He's yeah. got you know a three-hour drive up here. I said, "Man, don't just stay home. Get better. We'll bring you up next time. You can bring some planes up, and we'll fly." But anyway, so we were going to talk about that a little bit, but man, I—I I, I give him all the credit in the world. I mean, literally, there's no way you yeah. would get me in that thing, and <laughs> I mean, there's no way, absolutely no way. But he did. He got in it, flew around. Now, the question is, what's he going to do now? You know, he, he stated a while back that he wanted to do more, you know, do some spins and this and that. And so how far yeah. do you how far do you think Peter's going to take this thing? Really? Well, I watched I watched some of the flights and he, I don't think he got it. I don't think he. Well, um, 
He's got to get his, I guess his next couple of flights will probably just be altitude flights, you know, just seeing how high, because the ones I've watched, he's been kind of low to the deck and just doing some pretty low t- past turns and stuff, which mm-hmm. is, you know, on the edge of the envelope. Yeah. What kills me is when I look at where his seatbelt is, I'm like, what's the point of having your <laughs> upper straps on your, you know, like something goes wrong and you're going to get killed by your own, your own design. So it's like, don't even, I, I was just wearing a lap belt at that point. Yeah. Um, there's no point in having it because the way he's got it, it's it's a wing strut. So if something happens to that wing, you're being tugged. So yeah. It's kind of, you know, this is me talking about roll bar, roll cage designs, right? Yeah. But uh, it would be interesting to see if he does do some altitude and everything. I, I would love to know what the range is on that on those battery packs, right? So. Um. What did the the buddy that's with him all the time that the last video I seen they he did switch batteries. He's got. Uh, I think bigger packs, more milliamps, but still he said he could only make like three passes. Was it three or maybe four passes before he was yeah. pretty much depleted? Yeah. So, so it, proof of concept is just the technology's not mature enough. Now he just, you know what he's got to do? He's got to go find an old Prius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Rob the batteries out of the Prius pack, you know? Yeah. But I mean. Then your plane weighs uh, 2,000 pounds, you know? <laughs> Yeah, this is it. So I believe you mentioned uh, Chris was saying he's got to do some stall tests next at altitude. Yeah, <laughs> but the problem with that is you do your test and it's like, okay, now I got to go land, you know, and you know, and then then what? How long does it take to recharge the pack and everything? Yeah. So the technology isn't mature enough. But boy, you know, I, at this point, I would be like sending messages to Tesla and stuff like that, going, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> look what I just made." Yeah, Elon Musk, wanna, look at get, this, you know. I want some battery packs, please. You yeah. know, some technology, some motor tech, or, or anything. Because, you know, yeah, he, he did it. He exceeded his, his, but it's still, you know, it flies. But I'm like, ah, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's just, it needs a little, it needs a little extra something, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, uh. It's not gonna, you know, as slow as the as Josh's Peaton pull is. At least he can. It's sustained flight, right? Mm-hmm. Where this thing has got a very, I would have serious range range anxiety for yes. this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you do? <laughs> Just put a giant low battery beeper on there, you know? What? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because, I mean, I get range anxiety out of my cell phone. Yeah. So, an airplane, I think I would just be like, oh, and, dear. And even you know. in that video, he's like, he made, I don't know if, uh, yeah, I can't yeah. you know, his buddy's like, he, he should be, he better, he better land on this He'll pass, land. you know, or he's going to run out of battery. I was like, oh, I, I my gosh. Too, at one point, um, the one thing I saw in the video, I was looking at the landing gear, and I'm kind of curious of why he wouldn't have gone with, like, a bicycle-style wheel. You know, yeah, it, uh, bigger you know, give bicycle, him a bit yeah. More clearance. Mm-hmm. Well, because on that one landing, it looked like he almost scrubbed his lower wing. But like the bicycle landing gear would technically on takeoff give him a little bit more. You know, like the wing is going to be in a better angle. I thought or I felt, mm-hmm. and give him that clearance. But I wonder if he's just worried about too much load going into the tail. Then if he touches down and, and slaps the tail as well. So yeah, there's there's a bunch of factors. It, it would be awesome to get him on the show with Adam and just say, okay, let's let's dissect this thing. Because I mean, I, I at first I I admit I was like, holy crap, this is sketchy as anything. But then you start watching how he's building stuff up. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I guess then. The ultimate thing um, would be looking at how well the airframe 
deals with the strain of flying after a while, you know, based on the build techniques and everything, are, are is it keeping up? Is the glue still binding? Is the wood are the wood pieces are the structural supports still maintaining their their structural integrity after a couple flights? You know, because mm-hmm. it's one thing to make an RC plane this way is you know so, but he's used build techniques that have been used already, so you know it's it's coded and everything. Um, rough landing bicycle gear would bend. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I think even the certified electric trainer that comes out recently about said about two, two hours, hours, two, two hours, hours endurance. endurance. Yeah, that's pretty good it's though like, for electric. That is that is awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, so it's uh, you know, I mean, like I said, he he used common techniques. I mean, you know, people have been building with foam and, and reinforced plywood and everything forever and fiberglass once it's fiberglass it should be pretty darn strong so mm-hmm. still pretty neat it, it uh, it's it's it would be almost interesting to swap the motors just to gas afterwards just for for you know giggles and just just to you know just to have the endurance yeah you know it's kind of funny um i was i follow a guy on youtube he's a really cool guy out of florida's his YouTube channel is uh, Steve One Canevo, and he he just flies, um, puts cameras in the plane. He usually flies caravans around the Bahamas, and he's got a TBM 850, and he cruises around. He just really cool guy. Just enjoy. His videos are long; they're usually around 20 minutes, and he goes different places and talks about flying, you know, single pilot and single engine and turbo. You know, for me, I just find it interesting. Anyway, so his last video, I I got a little chuckle. Um, one of my favorite airplanes that I, 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 this is one plane. If I had the money, I probably would buy is a real carbon cub. And mm. he was somewhere up in the Northeast and got a chance to fly a carbon cub. And if anybody has seen them, you know, they're super light and really powerful. And I was <laughs> really surprised. Here's a, uh, a, dis, you know, a well-trained, um, high hour, you know, pilot who's flown high performance stuff and commercial airlines and, they put him in this carbon cub, Andre, and the winds were gusting 25 to 30 knots. And here's this little carbon cub, and he <laughs> he he gets in this thing. He's yeah, it's it's pretty gusty out here, you know. And the guy the the guy in the back, you know, whose airplane it was yeah, it's going to be a little bumpy. And I mean, they got this carbon cub up, and it was crazy because you know he's going through the motions. It's his first time in a tail dragger, and he says, okay. When we go to take off and you give it power and the tail comes up, we're going to be off the ground in two seconds. <laughs> and Steve O's like, really? Two seconds? Really? He goes, yeah. oh, yeah. So sure enough, he, he, they use like a one potato. So he power on, one potato, tail up, two potato, pull back on a stick, and instantly this thing's up. And he's climbing out in a, mo- in a moderate climb, and he's like, man, this thing climbs. He goes, oh, this is nothing. He says, just keep pulling the stick back. And I mean, this thing looked like it was vertical and just climbing (laughs) straight up. And he's like, this is insane. But he had cameras in the plane. He had cameras outside the plane. And the ones outside, you could physically see that plane going around. He's like, okay, now we're going to do some landings. And poor Steve-O, man, he was, here's a guy, I mean, he's been around. He's got time. And he looked so nervous. And he even kept saying, I don't know. I'll give it my best shot. He goes, it could be a little rough. And the guy's like, don't worry. We got plenty of power. You get down there. You feel uncomfortable. You just firewall that. And he goes, we'll get right out of it. No problem. But, oh, man, I was, to me, I was shocked that that light plane flew with that kind of wind. You know what I mean? I didn't think that they could really take that light of an airplane and, you know, do 
you know, takeoffs and landings and, you know, 25, 30 mile an hour gusts like that. That was incredible. I couldn't believe it. It is. Like I said, that is, you know, if money was no object, if, if you know, I had a location, that would totally. Um, but there are parts, you know, there's parts in the U.S. where those those aircraft are, are just, you know, very prevalent because they can land anywhere and they can fly anywhere. Yeah. There's some really awesome videos, some some a couple other people that I follow on Instagram and everything. And it's just like, ugh. Yeah. 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 The re- different realities, buddy. <laughs> Oh, oh, and the f- other funny thing was, he goes, uh, we're going to go up, and we're going to do some stalls first. He goes, I just want to see how you react and, you know, what, you know, I want you to feel the air. Yeah. So they go up into a stall. It had flaps on, and, I mean, literally this plane was straight up. And he's like, okay, we should be going. We should be going. He's like, no, no, keep pulling back on the stick. And he's he's looking out the window. He goes, we're not moving. He goes, yeah, I know. Pretty soon we should be probably like going backwards. I mean, literally the plane was stopped in the air. Yeah. Before it actually stalled. So then they come in for their first landing and, um, you know, he's fighting the plane down to the ground and the guy kept telling him, okay, so we got to slow it down more. Pull that throttle back, slow it down. He goes, we're not moving. He goes, I know. Pull the power back in the stick. He goes, and it literally plane just stopped and just sat, yeah, sat on the ground. He's like, that is unbelievable. Unbelievable. We, we giggle when we do that with our tundra. Yeah, like exactly. That, right? You know, exactly. Just, yeah. It's just those, so those airplanes are so well designed. Did it have the open spars in the tail section? You know, where, where like the whole, there's no covering. It's oh, just no. metal bars in the whole tail. Or no, 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 no. It was, it looks like a regular cub, uh, completely covered, but you know, it's just a beautiful airplane. And yeah. of course, one thing I like about the carbon cubs is it all completely like, clear uh cockpit canopy so you know you're sitting in it but you can look above you everything's clear yeah just and they're so powerful you can put the big wheels on them and you know just take them anywhere really you know yeah. what i mean yeah. lovely airplane someday maybe if i win the lottery i'll, bu- I'll buy a couple and we can go tool around there you <laughs> in go the country we're getting all kinds of trouble oh my gosh exactly I'd... go across the country yeah, yeah. <laughs> love to have one. Oh man um, oh, I know what I wanted to touch base with a little bit. I, I seen him pop up on Facebook here a little bit ago. Um, Michael Rosnick sent us a heli a while back. Anyway, we were talking. Now you came back. I'm, I'm, I'm not Mike touching Collins. it. Mike Coolins. Mike Coolins. It's the tree guy. Mr. Deer. Oh, my gosh. Mike, when are you coming get... back? When's deer Good season Mike. over? Uh, yeah, when's deer season end, you know, because you know this deer is winning. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Come on, we got to get a rise out of him. Got to get a rise out of him. Oh, that's funny. Um, anyway, I was talking about Michael Rosnick sent, sent us this heli, the Blade 200, uh, with the safe system. And I've been waiting for Mike, because I want Mike to fly this. I've been waiting for Mike to come back. But I did take it out the other day. And, Michael, I don't know if it was crash and rebuild or whatever, but I did try to fly it, and it's really out of whack. And I had to go in and read the manual, and I think I have to reset everything. I don't know what's going on. Like, it flew, but <laughs> not very good at all. It was uh, pretty out of out of sorts, so I don't know what the deal is with it. I'm going to try to reset all the settings and see what happens. But it did fly. Scared the crap out of me, but it did fly. <laughs> no. No. No? Uh-uh. No, I won't try those now. I, I'll stick to quads and tricop. Even tricopters can get narrowly, man. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, here's what's going on, Andre. I move my cursor and you go black. 
and then I move it away, and then you come back. Very strange. Let me let me let me try this once. Nope, nope. I don't know what I did. Let me. What is it? Skype. Oh, Skype really uh, changed their stuff around. I don't know. Stupid thing. Put this back. Whatever. Um. What else are we gonna talk about here today? Do, 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 do. Well, we can. Uh, I can go a little more in depth into Flight Fest. Oh, uh, how about some of our couple new products we got? Can we chat about those a little bit? Of course. All right. Well, if anybody's watching on Facebook, you can see. Let me see if I can. Well, you can't really see them, but they're set up. Um, we got a couple uh, FPV wings from Tech One, and. Wings are wings, generally. I mean, they're all the same. EPP, they all fly the same. But this one's a little bit different. Um, it's an FPV setup that's got a uh, midsection made out of uh, carbon fiber, and I think mixed with glass. It's not true full carbon fiber. But it's it's kind of neat. Um, the wings slide together. Uh, they have carb, uh, carbon tubes that go through the wings, through the center section, and they slide in and has a couple magnets, and boom, they pop together. It's a really cool system to be able to take your wing apart if you want to for travel or whatever. And uh, it's set up for FPV. You can put a Mobius on there or probably, if you really wanted to, a GoPro. Your FPV system's all in the center. Um, nice little uh, T-motor four cell setup so we'll uh we'll have to get those out and see see how well they do be interesting but it's like 140 bucks i believe in um, uh, motion a lot of people do sell these but i know motion rc is selling these for like around 140 uh bucks so just something a little different for an fpv wing you know it's not your typical just epp wing throw it together cut some holes strap you know glue your stuff in there and strap your camera on and go it actually has a molded you know um a center i guess that's how you describe it right well here yeah let me see if i can i'll pull i can get mine well i got parts i haven't built mine up yet so someone just set up a heli hater no no no. i just have never tried to fly a heli hater a helicopter i'm not crazy so that's the wing and i'll see if i can pull the wings apart real quick see how the wings i know uh, if you're listening but you can literally just pull the wings it's just they got a couple strong magnets in there yeah andre has a center section there and then if you want to put the wings back together you just push it and you hear it click boom and they so, go right back. So it together. comes apart nice for storage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And camera up front. Like I said, you can put your Mobius or or whatever there. Four cell battery on the top. Nine hundred millimeter wing. So I'd be interested to. I haven't really flown since I had my Swift. Be interested. So what's uh, what camera? I noticed you've got your FPV system in there already. What camera and everything did you go for? Ah, uh, it's just a. Uh, well, it's a Lumineer camera. Nothing too fancy. Okay. Uh, 600 milliwatt. Yeah, 600 milliwatt. That. Uh, That's pretty neat. Michael I'll, says, I'll be later on, uh, but, uh, yeah. double check the transmitter setup in the manual. Helis are very sensitive if the setup isn't perfect. I did check. I went through Michael and set everything up to the manual on my transmitter, but I will double check it and make sure it, uh, it was just really out of, uh, I guess, trim. 
Like it, I really had to hold a lot of, I don't know, remember if it was like right and back to actually get it to fly level. And it's been so long since I flew a heli, but I know there are some settings in there that you can readjust everything through, through the radio, I guess. So I don't know. And then the other thing uh, we have is, and I, I'm kind of excited about this because it's one of my favorite planes. I've never owned one, always wanted one because I, I think they're going to be a little scary to fly, and I'll pop it up on the camera here, is we have a ME-163. And I have a red one, and unfortunately for you, you got a camo one yeah. with a, like a light blue bottom. That thing yep. is going to disappear... <laughs> In 30 feet, all you're going to do is hear it and go, where did it go? Go. <laughs> we'll be playing some Lenny Kravitz. So I'm going to take the beauty shots and some slow video of it first, and then we'll open it up after. It's not bad, actually. What I was, what I really noticed is on, on comparison to um, some of the wings that we fly, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it, because the, the control surfaces are just, you know, wing base, so mm -hmm. your ailerons and elevators, right? Yep. So I'm like, this is on par with some of the wings, you know? So I'm like, geez, I wonder if you could FPV this thing, you know? Put Drop a camera on top of the canopy and go. This being a canopy, that's got some good latches in there. Yeah. You know, it's a very simple design, but yes. It's um, small. You, you got the nice red one. <laughs> yes, thank goodness I have the red one. And regardless, when that thing goes out and, and you turn or whatever, it is going. Yeah, it is a little. That thing you have is going to disappear. Camo is better against the snow. <laughs> <laughs> it's still dark. It's still really dark. Yeah, it shouldn't be bad. I'm pretty good with the um, with the some of the colors. You know, uh, it does FPV look like missile, an FPV yeah. missile. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But, oh my gosh! Uh, you know, it's going to be neat. Again, this is another tech one. I'll uh, I'll throw the links up there. But uh, I, I'm looking forward to trying it. I've always wanted to try it. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, and, and that red one does look sick, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I know. Um, and the cool thing is, it only flies on a three cell, like a twenty two hundred, and uh, it's good for what did they say? I think like eighty miles an hour or something like that, or more. I don't know. In trouble. A uh, good suggestion from someone was put a lost beeper in there. Maybe yeah, I will. that I'm, would be a good idea. It's only going to take three channels, so if I put a four-channel receiver in there, then I'm still good to go. Yeah. Um, that might be handy. It's, uh, and it, it will fly with a spotter on this one because it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, you Maybe know, you just put a big streamer on the back, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a big strobe light or something going yeah. to the back end of it. So, But uh, it should be a kind of a neat uh, – you know, it, it is uh, – and it took like all 30 seconds to put it together, right? Because you have to glue the tail on. That's yeah, it. that's it. Glue the tail on and what Put some else? Foam and held yeah. onto it and then just bind up the receiver yeah. and go. So it's got a, I don't know what size motor is in there. I'd have to check the manual again, but it's got a 30 amp ESC, which mm -hmm. is good. It's only good up to 3S, so I'm, I won't be going any faster. Yeah. But, uh, you know, nice little motor setup. I'm, you know, and. It's it's a neat looking design, so yeah. uh, I I may just do my photo ops and then slap some extra color on it or something. Yeah, <laughs> and it's cheap. I mean, it's not like you know you're paying. I, I think they're 120 bucks. So if yeah. you if you want to try an ME163, you don't want to spend a ton of money, you know, or or you know you have a ton of three cell batteries, you know, for 120 bucks, I will give it a shot and see. Wait, who knows? The thing could be just a ball of fun too, you know. And like well, you said, it, maybe. <laughs> Maybe put some FPV equipment in there and see what happens. You know, 
it's basically a wing with a with a vertical uh, with a vertical stabilizer. Yeah, you know? and it's and it's a tractor versus pusher, but eh. Yeah. So yeah, two two very interesting new. Uh, are you going to put a rocket motor into it? <laughs> I thought about that. Yeah. No. Uh, well, here's the thing: is um, th- this is a Tech One. Uh, you're probably thinking of the Durafly One, and the Durafly One is way bigger. Uh, flies on a four cell and is able to put the rocket motor. This one, uh, I guess you could probably stuff one in the back. It would probably be smaller and, and set it up, but I don't know if I'm gonna gonna Sounds do like that. David would do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I did see actually speaking of the Durafly one, I did see one at uh, um, Flight Fest. Uh huh. <laughs> uh huh. And uh, a, a certain a certain pilot, a steam pilot, even had difficulties with the camouflage one and put it into the ground. No, really? So yeah, 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 yeah. It was good. It was oh, all good fantastic. laughs. Everybody was joking around, having some fun, and it was like it was one of those. This thing is awesome, and then whoosh, rolled it right into the deck. <laughs> wow! Kaboom! Uh, yeah, well, actually, it survived. They did some. They did some little mending on it and everything, which is what I'm expecting. This thing. This thing is going to have a hard life, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we'll see how it goes uh yeah so what else? what else um do you want to talk about the I'm... uh go ahead no no it's no, good go ahead no i was saying you want to talk about the the new at6 from horizon oh yes oh so they yeah they 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 surprise us now what's really interesting because if you remember when matt was on we were questioning some of the things we saw on that checklist of yeah when they were doing the uh the little um uh, hd micro vapor mm-hmm. uh and the t6 was on there and i'm like oh i looked at that 1.5 that's a big airplane mm-hmm. um looks great it does look good. I'm not a big AT6 fan, fan? Yeah. but I was. It this plane does look good, you know. And they again, Horizon does here lately seems they do a little off the wall, different, you know, uh, schemes yeah. where most of them are the yellow or the the blue and silver, you yeah. know, yellow or whatever. Well, I would. I would I would love to own like one of my they're 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 we all have those airplanes, but the T six or the Harvard to me is, is one of those things I would love to have you know in the orange with the you know the old decals on them and stuff like that. So I can't see myself buying one of these things new, but if mm-hmm. I ever had the opportunity to snatch one up used, I would totally do a a, a paint job on it. You know, and just mm-hmm. paint it, paint it in that RCA color, trainer orange or mm-hmm. yellow, yeah, and put some decals on it, and I think it would look beautiful. Yeah. Um, now, I hopped on RC groups, and every now and then I do this when a new plane comes out because generally they pick it apart. So I like to just sit back and eat my popcorn and read the comments about this, <laughs> and I I kind of feel a little bad for Horizon because it seems like every time they do bring a plane out they these guys really really pick it apart and the cool thing was is i think his name's chris puckett i could be mistaken on that but anyway he is a designer of this plane so he, he really jumped in there fairly early and you know uh said you know why they were doing this or why they did this and blah 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 and like one thing andre i found it interesting you mentioned the 1.5 and he was saying it it, it it is on the same size as the rest of their park flyers, like the P-51 and the Spitfire and everything. But with the AT-6 being a trainer, the plane actually had a bigger wing on it. So that's yeah. why it is a 1.5, you know, wing on this thing. And then... <laughs> 
some of these guys, they really make me laugh. Then they went on about the pilot and the pilot being too small and he didn't look proportional and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they come back and go, well, you know, maybe he is a little bit small, but, you know, the real pilot had to sit on a parachute. I mean, on and on and on. I'm like, at two feet away, you don't even hardly see the pilot anyway. I mean, you know, and then they went about the landing gear that, you know, it was sitting too low from the scale one. And Chris was like, well, you know, we had to, you know, what do you do with the gear? Do you make it, you know, like if it's in the air and it's extended, or do you make it like it when it's sitting on the ramp or the runway, you know, where the shocks are compressed? And he goes, we went to a happy medium. And I was just like, oh my gosh, these guys were killing me over some of this stuff. Um, you know, uh, is, is this scale? Is that scale? You know, but what I really wanted to talk about, I found it rather interesting. And is if we go back to the last podcast with Matt Andron, uh, he talked a little bit about them bringing back the Park Zone line, um, and I think it's a good idea because you know the Park Zone planes may not have been perfectly scale like you talked about whether it was you know the p51 bl or the older corsair but they absolutely flew amazing and that's why yeah. you know we've talked about a million times it would be nice to bring some of those planes back because they were they did look good but they flew unbelievable so i would really like to see some of these uh, park zone planes come back or, you know, some new warbirds come back into the park zone line. I'm I'm not super picky. I don't know how you are, Andre. I'm not super picky about every little intricate detail. No. You know, I'm, I'm more, no. you know, if it looks good, I like the paint scheme and it flies good, I'm I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, it, it's things like, you know, is it's funny because I've got to the point now where I don't even put like that, you know, on the Spitfire, the, mm-hmm. the antennas on the top, mm-hmm. because what's the first thing that happens? You yeah. knock those off when you're loading it on, right? Or putting it into the rack. So I'm like, Egh. so even, even when I got that old park zone Spitfire, same thing. I'm like, great. That's not on there. It's one less thing for me to knock off. I'd even take the guns off. And it's funny. I was flying it the other day and I kind of was like, the rear tracks would be awesome because i was like it's really windy and it's draggy and i'm really noticing it's sluggish and i had a couple mm. turns where i'm like oh i'm on the i'm on the edge of my uh, performance envelope here because i'm bleeding too much speed in the turns and the draggy and i'm like Ugh. um but uh yeah some of the simpler planes and 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 i think you know we're on that collective mission where we're harping on the um we're harping on our, our all these suppliers that we want the belly wing. We want our belly landers. We want our belly lander warbirds to come back because right. you know they they're they're worthy, you know. But I guess you know they they feel out their marketplace and it's uh, you know and it's, yeah. it's 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 tight. Uh, <laughs> to let you know, the uh, the Texan is about three hundred fifty Canadian. Holy so cow! A, that's three hundred fifty Canadian. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel so sorry for you. Uh, yeah, you know what? It's one of those airplanes that might have ended up on my Christmas list, but I'm like, eh. Yeah, do you really need another Warbird, Andre? Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> um, you know what? I I, 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 hate to, I hate to admit it, but I may be thinning out the herd for 20, the flock for uh, 2018 just because, you know, I've, I've, I've really tapped out here. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Um, now, 
Chris Goodwin made a good point. He says they bump up the size of the Park Zone line, rebrand is E-Flight. Yes, that is true. They're sticking their receivers and all this stuff, yes. But according to Matt, the way he was talking, they do want to bring back the Park Zone line and make it, I, I think personally, the way he talked, and I could be wrong or took it the wrong way, to bring some of these planes back or bring some newer planes back, I'm going to say a little more flyer-friendly than what, yeah. you know, now, as everybody knows, or if, in case you don't know, most of the Warbirds now that Horizon has, as far as the E-Flight uh, brand, are FMS planes. They're built by FMS planes, uh, and then they put the, the E-Flight or the Horizon Hobby receivers and the uh, you know, servos and stuff like that in there. And, of course, they put their little E-Flight um, you know, name on the motors and ESCs. But I found it very interesting uh, – David Eshtied used to work for Horizon Hobby. He was like the head product developer there for many, many years. He quit a couple years ago, but and I'm not really sure exactly what he's doing now. But he does seem to post. He's the one that actually started the thread on the the new AT6, and somebody popped right in and something like, "Oh, you know, here we go, another FMS plane." He jumped right back. Dave David said, "No." This is not a FMS plane. And the guy's like, well, yeah, you know, I think it is. And he goes, no, if you look at the part numbers from existing Warbirds that are in their line, look at the part numbers and look at their motors and ESCs compared to this one, they're different. This is not made by FMS. So, and I did watch the video of the plane and it does look like it flies fantastic. It, I mean, yeah. the, the takeoffs, the landings, it looked like it really slowed down. So I was very curious. I went on their website yesterday and looked. And sure enough, you know, if you go on uh, and look at the replacement parts on, say, like the F4U Corsair or the P51 or whatever, sure, you definitely see that those are FMS parts, motors, ESCs, rebranded with E-Flight. When I went on the, the AT6 and looked, sure enough, that motor and ESC is an older branded, you know, that power 15 or brushless 15 motor that they put in this texan is the old 15 motor that they've been using way back in the bf 109 days you know the old p47 days like that's an older motor that's been around for a long time same thing with the the esc that is a regular e-flight esc so my question is you know is this maybe the beginning of bringing back some park zone stuff and bringing back their old older manuf or you know the manufacturer that they used to use. I'm very curious about that. Are they stepping away from FMS or are they going to stick with them and keep their full on all bells and whistles, lights, flaps, you know, maybe four cell, keep it E flight and have those warbirds and then bring back a a lighter, maybe uh, cheaper, not as scale, but flies better, slower, more beginner, intermediate, friendly park zone line? Yeah. I don't know, well, but they, it'd be very cu- curious to see this down the road. And then they have things like the Force RC line, which is kind of like, what, what? what is that purpose, right? And that's got what, three planes in their, in their archive right now. So Yeah, and that seems to be the Force line is everything discontinued or that's kind of brought back or their closeout stuff that they're not really yeah. selling much anymore. You know, just trying to yeah. push out maybe leftover products or something like that. That seems to be the Force line, you know, bringing back yep. the Rare Bear, it's no paint, you know, do what you want to do with it kind of thing no receivers plug and play so i mean i'm i'm fine with that too you know yep. a lot of people it's gonna be kind of 
Go ahead. It's going to be very interesting. I mean, okay, so in the 1.2, you get your bind and fly or your, you know, uh, you know, plug and play. Mm-hmm. And if Park Zone goes the way you're talking, yeah, like, you know, your, your 1100, your 1100 smaller sizes, you know, stripped down features and everything. And, and just, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if they if they started coming out with some very basic aircraft, not basic, but just, you know, the, we don't need all those bells and whistles. I, we don't need the flaps and stuff and, you know, fixed landing gear, no landing gear. And, you know, actually, they probably could do really well because, I mean, imagine they brought back the old Spitfire, like what mm-hmm. I've got sitting in the rack back there, you know, and it just, you know, make a design tweak. So get, you know, the... the Get rid of some of those scale details, like where where they don't have the um, uh, where they don't have like the scoop on the bottom, you know, and and set the set the control surfaces up so they're they're protected for belly landings. I mean, those would be fantastic to have. Oh, absolutely, you know? absolutely. So I don't know. It'd be it'd be uh, definitely interesting to see for sure. Uh, what they do with the Park Zone line, see if they bring you know some of these older models back or what I you know new models. Yeah, um, so I think twenty, I think twenty eighteen is yeah. I think the biggest problem that they they've had this year is they've had you know they've had multiple back to back successful and, and there's it seems like you know like every other week there's something wow uh, mm-hmm. you know like you. <laughs> You know, if 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 the finances were were no crush or nothing, yeah, I would have looked at Cirrus because I there was one at Flight Fest. I looked it over mm-hmm. and kind of went, yeah, kind of glad I didn't go that route. But then you know, you see the Texan, you're kind of like, mm. yeah. <laughs> so it's you know, there's there's something for everybody. Um, speaking of newer aircraft, so I haven't reflown the PT-17, but I've had multiple people come back and confirm the exact same experience I've had where. They set it up. The CG is close, but they go and fly it, and it's definitely tail heavy. Oh so, no, kidding! Uh, yeah, a lot of people are uh, a lot of people are sitting here going, "Yeah, I'm putting a little bit, a couple ounces of weight into the nose, and it's perfect, even with the bigger battery." So exact same experience. So I'm probably going to go back in and do because uh, a cat. You take the prop off, and you can unscrew the cow, and you stuff in some weight in there, and she's gold. So I'm probably going to go that route and uh, and get that working. Uh, Chris, Chris, Chris is saying, yeah, rough on the pocketbook. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Um, you know, you're paying a premium, and in an example of me, I'm paying even a higher premium. Um, so, and you got to sit there and go, hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, full credit to them this year because Man. last year they really, they really 20, 2016, they really had nothing that really kind of sparked my interest. And this year, I'm sitting there going like. Holy, there are like four or five planes I could have bought from E-Flight alone. It's it's getting to the point now where it's like I, I'm almost, <laughs> you know, I almost want to buy a Spectrum radio. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, just to have a, that, that, that you know, because we, we tried to get another module for my radio and we didn't find one. So, mm. oh, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they come up with for 2018. And, you know, yeah, for sure. Bowl, which is, you know, a great problem to have in this hobby, right, folks? You know, yeah. it's like, oh, dear. You know. Yep. All right. Uh, let's see. Moving on. I and we. I'm not going to go into this. Maybe when it comes out or something, we'll talk a little bit more about. It. But anyway, uh, if you want to go check it out, just go to horizonhobby.com. Uh, oh, their site. I, I know one thing. Their site was down this morning, so I was going to uh, get all the specs yeah. and everything. But there, yeah. I don't know if it's still down. So we'll have to do that later. On the e flight. 
for the for the new plane? Uh, her, yeah, this morning the Horizon site. Uh, it was kind of funny. I went to pull the specs up on the AT6, and it said discontinued. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I I put into the show notes or the uh, the chat here, and I can send that to you. Bink. There you go. There's the eFlight site. Oh, okay. That was pretty. Yeah, so it's there. Uh, what's really interesting is, yeah, they still it's still three S plane. So you know, mm-hmm. slap. It seems like you know I could slap those three S five thousand, my three S four four thousands in there, and and go go with it. So and but, uh, yeah. I, I have to give a little credit to Horizon for that because a lot of people have again, you know, you throw all the bells and the whistles and everything, and you make it heavier, and then you got to go to four cell. I still like the fact that now the other nice thing is is most of the newer warbirds, you know, they used to be all 2200s. They are making them so you could put, you know, 3000s in them. So you're getting more flight time and you're getting, you know, a little bit more power out of them on, but they're still three cell. Yeah, they're not rocket ships. And it's all, it's very easy if you want to throw a hot motor in there and go four cell. But I, I still like the fact that, you know, they're, they're flying on, on three cell. Yeah. I, I, I tell you, though, I was flying that Spitfire in, in the windier conditions, and I kept thinking, you know, do I want to upgrade the power? Uh-huh. Thing? Do I want yep. to make it go a little? Do I want retracts? I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. But because it, it was it was struggling in that in that headwind, I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> It could be, and it could have just been that e-flight prop too. You know, mm-hmm. like it's not as it's not going to bite as well. Say like a nine-inch. Uh, maybe that's all I need to do is throw on a different prop and try that versus the uh, the e-flight uh, style prop and put on an APC or something like that. And yeah. See if it gives me just a little bit more bite. Is it a, is it the stock motor? Yes, and it's probably a little tired it's, and worn out. Yeah, so. that's the old Spitfire. Do you do you remember if it's got the four eighty or the fifteen size motor in it? Do you remember? I don't remember. I'd have to look. Because um, I'm thinking a lot of my uh, older, war, uh, like E-Flight or Park Sun Warbirds, I'd just upgrade them to like a 35, 36 can with uh, like a 1250 kV motor. You know, like you said, yeah. with like, a, I don't know, 9 by, uh, they're bigger than that, like a 10 by 8 prop or something. And man, it all, all the difference in the world. You know, <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I'll probably keep flying that one well into uh, until the snow hits the deck. And even then, it's such a good plane that I probably could bring it in and land it on the. Uh, it might actually do. One of the guys flies his Corsair with skis. Really? Well, so I might be able to put. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's funny. Wow. Hey, yeah. another thing I was looking at yesterday. You know, with the weather. When the weather's bad, it's bad be- for me because I sit in the house and I just search the internet for. And you know, <laughs> you know what it's like. You're looking for one thing and then you d- get distracted and you go to something else and that leads to something else and that leads. To, and I spend hours and hours and hours and hours on the internet looking at products and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I like that. Ooh, that's kind of nice. But anyway, I'm d- I'm definitely on board for the the new vapor, right? Nice. And I honestly haven't flown my old Vapor for quite a while. And honestly, most of the batteries for it are probably as old as the Vapor is (laughs) when I got it. So I'm like. two for me, did you? uh, Yeah, but I think those. Yeah, that's for the mini Vapor. So they were only like 30 milliamps. Um, So I wanted to to get some more uh, 70 milliamps because that's what Matt said, you know, worked fairly reasonable well so i got online was looking for some aftermarket you know because i know uh hobby king used to have them uh so i was looking for the 70 milliamp single cell batteries 
besides the original E-Flight ones, you can't find them anymore. They're, like, gone. Yeah. Yeah, because everybody went crazy for the other stuff, so. Yeah, I mean, everything really went to, you know, from, oh, even back in the day, like, a 120 milliamp was big, but now everything's running at minimum 150 to 200, 220, 240 milliamps on the single cells. And now, obviously, they went to 500, so trying to find the little 30-amp, or I should say 70-amp milliamp batteries is tough. So if anybody knows of a place that has them, let me know, because I want to get some, because the Vapor uh, HP is on the list for sure. Yeah, it's not bad. It's like, you know, it's like 90 Canadian here. Um, I I just wonder... (laughs) <laughs> call me lazy but would you get bored walking around chasing it around your house i never really actually andre i would sit like in between you know on the a lot of times on the floor in between you know, i have a split level and i could physically yeah. fly through the kitchen around the island across do touch and goes off my kitchen table into the living room sometimes i do a touch and go off my coffee table and then physically fly downstairs you know, uh, it, it, we have that split level so you can see through it, you know, and I could fly my, almost my whole house except upstairs on, you know, just sitting in one spot. And I really enjoyed that. And it was fun, you know, to try to do the touch and goes on the table or try to, you know, like land it on the coffee table or go around the lamp or, you know. So I'm very, very interested and intrigued to how this new vapor, you know, watching the videos, you know, with the tight turning radius and watching matt do the like tight loops and everything so yeah. i'm 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 really interested i really like the like i said the original vapor i've modified it i lightened it up the thing flies so slow but it's so wore out i mean literally wore out it's been crushed stepped on fixed repaired uh we used to take it to the indoor flying events all the time and i couldn't tell you how many people have stepped on it and so it, it almost probably needs to be hung on the wall and retired because you really don't see, you honestly don't see too many original vapors anymore. Everything's a, the the night vapor. What I'm really excited about is if this power pack show the way they've shortened the shaft and everything. Mm-hmm. If I can get the new, even if I can get the hardware without replacing my motor, mm-hmm. because that's that's my biggest beef with the FPV vapors. You know, I'll be going along and then at least once per event, uh, you know, flying session, I'll crack a prop shaft, you know, huh. and then that, that prop and that shaft are done, right? And you're like, yeah. this is annoying. So I think I can tolerate a black prop, you know, spinning in my face, in, in front of the camera, mm-hmm. if I knew I had a shaft system. But we know eventually there's going to be a night FPV micro vapor. You know? Oh, yeah. The tech will just come along. Right, right. I sure. never ever thought about trying to modify the 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 vapor, the FPV vapor, but we know that one flies a little faster. That was definitely For a sure. hotter aircraft. So. I could not fly that thing FPV in the house. I tried no, and I tried. tried. <laughs> I couldn't do it. There's just no way. And he, like, wow, turn. Yeah, wow, and, he, turn. and even outside, it, it it worked, but that thing, you know, it's got to be dead calm. If there was a little bit of wind yeah. or whatever, that thing about made me puke. I mean, I that thing <laughs> literally got me like motion sickness it's, outside it's funny it's that's something i forgot maybe you know i gotta remind myself next trip there for may i should bring it with me so yeah for sure 
Uh, Buck is saying E-Flight brand and Venom selling a 70 uh, milliamp 1S. Yeah, I was just noticing the the recommended battery here from Great Hobbies is still the the smaller 150. So mm. it'll be interesting. It will be interesting. I, I it may end up. That's like almost like a perfect stocking stuff. Imagine that Christmas Day, you're like flying around people's heads. Oh man, it'd be uh, it'd be fun. <laughs> or so bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll have bad. to see. It's uh, I just looked it up. It's due the end of the month. I think they said the 24th or something, so we should get them here coming up. And, uh, you know, here, our our hobby shop here is pretty good. They're usually always anywhere 10 to $15 below the uh, Horizons retail cost. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're 70 here, so they probably ought to be around $59 or so, which I think, you know, for something you can crank around the house, that's pretty cheap. You can't even, yeah. like, go to Walmart and go down the RC section and find something RC related, you know, that flies good That's in the house cool. for that yeah. kind of price, you know? Uh, let's see what else we got to talk about. Oh, probably. I think why I'm thinking about it, we have our winners for our t-shirts, Andre. Oh, you do. Okay, I, I do. Sure. Excellent. Yep. Um, the non-Patreon person that won- gets a free T-shirt is David Tells, T-E-L-E-S. So, David, I think I got an email from you. If you listen to this, or I'll, I guess I'll have to hit you back maybe on email. Send us your address and shirt size, and we'll get something out to you. And then also on Patreon, there's actually two people that I have for Patreon. Um, Russell Kastner, you're getting a shirt. And Ron Losser, both of you, uh, for supporting the RC After Hours, you guys are going to get a free T-shirt. So we'll get a hold of you and get that sorted out. Also, I wanted to mention, too, November 14th through the 19th, free shipping. Hopefully the site will Mm -hmm. be fixed by then. Yeah, it should be. Just kidding. Yeah, yeah, 14th through the 19th, free shipping on the RC After Hours um, store. And the code is JOY. 2017. I don't make these codes up. That's just what they send us. <laughs> That's not me. But anyway, Joy 2017. And um, oh, I thought I had it in the studio. I finally did. If you see, I got a shirt. You yeah. see that? Yeah. And uh, good. I really like it. Good quality. Uh, sitting on the other microphone, Andre, if you see, I got a stocking cap. Yep. Um, is it Now, is that is the logo printed? Nope. 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 Sewn? Yep. No, it's uh, it's like uh, I don't know what you call it. Stuck on there, like uh, okay. What do you call yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of like the shirts are, you know. So get your RC after hours swag. Uh, the Christmas. Hopefully they'll have. I'm sure they're gonna have another sale or something before Christmas. Yeah. Uh, so we have our shirt winners. And- I've seen some nice. Uh, I've seen some nice versions of our, our T-shirt in in yellow with the cub. Uh, with yeah, and yeah, that smashing guys. Yep. That looked really awesome. Hey, Mike Finley says he got a Radian XL. Good for yeah. you, buddy. I think you got it really relatively cheap too, from what I heard uh, through the grapevine. <laughs> you dirty dog, you! But oh, you're gonna love it. You have to let me know yeah. how you how you like the XL. And that's it. We'll uh, we'll make sure uh, the Mike and Mike show happens at uh, Flight Fest 2018. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Or even the springtime tour if it happens. 
yeah. And then, then in the background, if you're watching the video, is the RC Sailors. And I, and I was oh, giving yeah. Abby, I've given her all kinds of grief this week yeah. because they were in Disney and didn't didn't even bother to come see us at Flight Fest. I was so I, I was giving her. I even had her pin on the on my cap. Oh. You know, just a couple of photos there. So I was having some good time, lad. Just just really really you know bothering her. So that's but funny. So awesome. So we'd uh, we'd actually been proactively giving out T-shirts. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, to to our uh, to our supporters and friends. So a couple people. So we'll be uh, we'll post some pictures as they come in, uh, and we'll make sure we get everybody's photos, and we'll post them up on our Instagram and social media. Yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, if you get some shirts and stuff, post them up on Twitter or whatever. Show us what you got, and we'll you know we'll retweet them, get them out there. Yeah, Andrew Newton even posted a picture of him, uh, you know, with mm-hmm. his with his RC After Hours T-shirt on. So that was pretty cool because he just had recently had his birthday and everything. So that was pretty awesome to see. Uh, you know, a bit of a YouTube celebrity wearing one of our shirts. So, uh, and I guess I should start working on some some new designs and just having some fun with them too. When mm-hmm. I have a free moment to sit down and sketch some ideas up. Okay, one one last thing I want to talk about uh, real quick. It's kind of depressing, Andre. I kind of saved this for last because I didn't want to get on oh. this topic. But Uh-oh. apparently, and I just found this out this morning. Um, I. F- didn't even realize what was going on or what's happening, but everybody knows here if they live in the States, we went through the whole FAA thing and through the registration and gentlemen took them to court and sued them and actually won. So they threw everything out the window and there's no more registration and blah, blah, blah. But bad news. I just found out, uh, and this is from the AMA actually put it up on their website and it says, FAA's registration requirement for UAS. We are writing you to update you on the FAA's registration requirement today, and this was probably yesterday or early this morning. Congress finalized legislation that will reverse the earlier court ruling in the John Taylor case and restore the FAA's UAS registration requirement, including that for AMA members. We expect this legislation, the National Defense Authorization Act for fiscal year 2018, to go through final passage in the White House and Senate and to the President's desk soon. We ask all AMA members to please comply with the registration rule once it is in effect again, and we will update you when this happens. While we have always said registration makes sense at some level, we have pushed for a more reasonable threshold and argued that if registration is to be implemented, the criteria threshold and implementation should go through rulemaking. We continue to work closely with Congress, FAA, and other stakeholders to determine the best path forward now that UAS registration will be reinstituted. This process will take time, but as always, we are doing everything we can to advocate for our members and protect the model aircraft hobby and thank you ama government relations so they kind of snuck this in under the radar andre this is not Mm -hmm. good i didn't know about it didn't hear anything about it uh so man i I don't know what's going to happen if they're going to post you know get some new rules and regulations under there or what they're going to do interesting huh yeah, we're still waiting up here, too, to find out what some of the finalized rules are going to be and stuff like this, because uh, obviously uh, there have been a few uh, <clears throat> in, uh, there have been a few incidents in the last couple of weeks. So 
Yeah. I don't know. Be, uh, I, I thought, again, we were kind of through all this, and now, you know, they're sneaking this in. Behind, yeah, I, I find it funny, you know, that they they threw it out of the court. It's done deal. Everything's good. We don't have to do this anymore. And then they just turn around, and the government says, eh, yeah, you guys won the case everything, but uh, we're going to put it back in anyway. You know what I mean? Just kind of irritates yeah. you a little bit. I don't know. So, anyway, if anybody wasn't aware of that in the States, I uh, I wanted to throw that out there just so you guys yep. knew. Yeah, uh, Tim Tim makes a good point. He says, yeah, he's, he's you know, and everybody's same here. Everybody's bulking up on their UMX uh, uh, lineup. So, you know, uh, the smaller planes might be the way to go. Speaking of UMX, I did see in person the Aero Commander. Oh, you seen it in person? What do you think? It looks nice, actually. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty cool. So it's, uh, you know, I, I've got my timber, so I can't. Uh, the only the only thing good about the Aero Commander, I guess, is that it takes the larger 2S packs. Yeah. Uh, so you might get some you might get some better uh, flight time out of it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, there's nothing I can't. I probably can do almost the same thing with my timber and, and get away with a sub-250 gram thing. So Right. Who knows? Maybe next year it will be less about the wings and stuff like that. And uh, speaking of wings, no, I have not built up my little um, uh, Apex 2 yet, so I'm going to work on that. And I, But I did get a camera. Uh, it's on the other side of the bench. I did pick up a mini Swift from RunCam. Uh, oh. Not the Split, but the Swift. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, if I have a chance to get my hands on a Split, which is the DVR recorder, I might right. get into that eventually. But, Yeah. All right, Andre, how many wings do you have there that aren't finished and put together and flying yet? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> and how many is that? Like one, so two, three, so, so, is it four? Uh, Are you up to four? No, it's worse than that. So Are you there, serious? I, okay, okay. I, so I have the, the, the FT Arrow, which is the old one, not the FPV one, because that has now been retired because it just got too, too foam, too soft. So I've got the Arrow. All right. Uncompleted, I've got the two sweet wings from, from Ruben. So there's the Juggernaut and the Flinch. Wow. Uh, there's the Apex 2, which I only picked up recently, and I've actually got a build. Uh, there's the VAS uh, Chimera, which is just a monster. That one was almost ready to go, and then I changed paths. And then, of course, there's this new 900 Tech One, uh, 900 millimeter FPV, which which takes should take all 30 seconds because it's magnetic based. Um, what's the tape for, by the way? I haven't looked at the manual. There's no um, tape in the box. That's just for extra reinforcement. They said, you know, if you wanted to put okay. it more on the wings or on the leading edge, the leading or, edge. yeah, okay. it was. That's okay. all that okay. was for. So there, there is some other. There is another little wing, one of those little thirty dollars ones from Banggood that I never even got around to. So yeah, I, I'm terrible. It's it's funny. It's just um, I've been really busy lately. I've really noticed it, and it's um, so the builds. The builds are. I enjoyed building the 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 FT Simple Cub there because it was just you know it was something soothing about actually doing a build. But I got a feeling come the winter. Um, you know, the come the winter, uh, you'll see a lot of these aircraft come online because I'll just have time when the weather's just too poor to, to actually do a thing. And it's just something soothing about building. During the summer, I don't like to build. And during the good flying weather, I really don't enjoy the build process because it's like, ah, I could be outside. Um, mm-hmm. So I think a lot of these will come up. And then a lot of it's going to be, you know, can I actually fly this thing next year, you know? And so, yeah. 
So I think uh, I think our focus is probably going to be shifting. My focus may be shifting towards things like the goblin and stuff like mm. that, just because it'll let me fly with zero issues. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see where it all goes. So we think you're going to uh, keep those wings, sell them. What do you? Get? I mean, that's a lot of wings. I, well, yeah, yeah, and and the problem is too is where's my market? You know, where's mm-hmm. my market sell? Even if I want to get rid of some of the other airplanes, I I highlighted about a half a dozen planes I could potentially sell out of my fleet. But where do I? You know, who who who's going to pick them up if we're if we're all dealing with the same rules here? Um, so, and then and then it's funny because I get you get the occasional email saying, hey, you know, are you going to try gas and stuff like this? So one of the oh. things I may do for 2018 is actually go back to my local club, go through the whole wing process and everything, which, I mean, I should have no problem passing their, their minimal exams and stuff like that to get my wings. And then consider, you know, do, you know, then I can fly legally at a club, which is no big deal. It's just, uh, you know, it's more of a commute. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, I could look at a gasser i could look at something you know you know it's a different type and there's there are people that were just like you know you should be trying this you gotta it's another aspect of the hobby you know balsa 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 (laughs) i'm like oh you know if i could do this professionally i would (laughs) but you know i gotta right you know your market is in buffalo (laughs) hello actually my market's also in toronto too i can probably sell a good number of planes to my buddy dave if you wanted to (laughs) here take half them out but it was just funny it was things like you know um, it was things like I looked at and I've really been tagging and marking what planes I haven't flown this year, you know, and stuff like this. And, you know, I, 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 I want to fly my bigger warbirds, but mm-hmm. it's going to get to the, towards the end of the market for that stuff. Um, yeah. So who knows? Who knows? And, and the fact that they're, they're, they just keep coming out. I wasn't expecting, you know, the market to do so well in 2017. So I'm a little worried about what's 2018 going to look like. Cause we know, um, Andre needs to get a bigger vehicle for things like the Grand Tundra. Yeah, there's there's something that, that could happen too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and to get some snow shots and stuff like that with stuff like the Balsa Squad. There's Chris 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 Gooden is the uh, is the person who's pushing. He uh, was really on me to look at that Valiant, that that sixty cc Valiant, and, and go and. And, and and build something like that up, but you start running the numbers, and yeah. You're like, that gets into a really expensive airplane. Yes, you know, right? Not 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 like it was when when I first started flying 15 years ago, and when I built up that Sig, mm-hmm. and I'm like, wow, you know, and that it's 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 considerably cheaper, but you're still sitting here going, you know, uh, yeah. So I, sometimes the aspect of the hobby is like if if you were to go all in on a certain style of airplane, and I, and there's one guy that I know that flies iMac, and he says I've got two airplanes, and it's because his main plane is worth a considerable amount of money. Like his, you know, and he says this is what I fly, and this is I fly this so I get good, and I just keep flying and keep flying and keep flying. Um, and some aspects of the hobby there makes sense, but for me, yeah, this year's been a little crazy. But I still look around, and most of there's very little replication, and so I get a, an idea where I can talk about the different styles of airplanes and and how they fly and how they feel and stuff. And then the passion kicks in, and you're like, I, I got to have that one. <laughs> yeah, and you, you know, you're talking about gassers, and oh man, it was a long time ago, probably two years ago or maybe even three years ago on one of the podcasts, we had a big discussion about, uh, you know, a lot of these smaller gas engines were coming around, you know, Mm. they have a 10 CC gas now, a 15 CC gas. Of course, there's always been the, you know, the 20 up gassers. 
I honestly wouldn't mind trying, you know, like a, a 10 cc gas airplane or even a 15 cc gas because it, it yeah. it's still not ginormous. You know, you could probably break it down, pull the wings off. But the problem is, and um, I think Chris made a good point. I, I believe the one Valiant you can get in a 10 cc gas, and that might be an option. It, but it would be, I think for me. It would have to be more of a, I think, a, a, a timber type airplane, you know, yeah. maybe with a, a 15 cc, you know, something 60 inch range, 15 cc gas, you know, still got that power. Uh, I would definitely, I think I would try something like that. Have it, you know, uh, ready to go out of the box, except you know, maybe picking your engine. You might, might get two or three different engine choices on depending on how you wanted to fly it. Yeah. So. Um, that hangar nine carbon Z, the big yellow one. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Yeah. And, that, and that's my other problem is I, now I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Help me out here, Andre. I don't think there's any foam gassers out there. Is there, you know, unless somebody converted one over, I think everything yeah, no. is balsa, but I would like to see something in foam. You know, obviously they'd be able to beef it up if he, even if you had to, like a carbon fiber reinforced uh, front end engine mounting box or whatever to put the gas engine on. I would love to see a bigger foam high wing type fun trainer plane that we could put a 10 or a 15 cc gas engine on. I think that would be fun. I would get into that. I think I think you would run into two issues, the fuel and the heat from the exhaust would probably melt your plane. Yeah, you're um, you're probably right. Yeah, I'm sure the gas would just eat that foam away like, you know. Yeah. Um speaking of big planes, so so one I, I, I got to see the Flex Innovation Cessna fly and the night version. The, the Flex Innovation guys were at Flight Fest South, mm-hmm. and dude could fly. I mean, it was just stunning, and, you know, they put the lights on. It was such a beautiful airplane. And then I, um, as much as I like that Carbon Z uh, T-28, that thing can't take any hits. It was, So this, this kid was flying, and uh, he was coming in, does a nice pass, super pilot. You know, rolls, comes in, it's beautiful, and he tags a, fla- uh, a banner flag on the other oh. side of the field. And the, the Carbon Z cracked in half. Poof! You know, like fuselage popped and everything. And uh, the guy was, you know, he won it in a raffle, so he wasn't too too broke up. I moved the flag off the line because I was like, oh, that was that was pretty annoying, right? And, you know, they, they rebuilt it. And, and then a the second time uh, it crashed, I thought it was another one. No, he he gotten into an argument with the Flex Innovation plane <laughs> and it crashed again. So it was like, wow, it's like it was surprising that the way it broke apart because the fuse just kind of poof went away. It was all clean brakes, but it was a, you know, okay, I'm going to need a lot of foam tack and a lot of carbon spars to go in there. So, Mm. yeah. Interesting. That was a big, big plane to go. But, yeah, see, my my problem with the the balsa planes, I think I I know the way I fly, and eventually that thing would just turn into a bunch of paint sticks, you know, sorry, uh, 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 toothpicks. <laughs> yeah, John Davis just sent a leak here. Um, made by Seagull Funky Cub, ten to fifteen cc, eighteen hundred millimeter y- yellow uh, RF. I'll have John. I will definitely check that out after the podcast. You can use non foam safe on flex planes. Yeah, most of the planes yeah. you can use uh, uh, the new foam. You can use non non uh, yeah. 
so that's not a big deal. But yeah, it'd still be interesting. And you know, like like I said, it, you know, you could ha- you could have a plastic, uh, you know, cow or front end or something to where you know the fuel's not going to bother it or underbelly or whatever, and then make the wings and the fuse and the tail foam. I don't know. I'm just speculating yep. here. Um, I'm. For me, I'm going to let the 20, I'm going to let all the climate, uh, you know, with all the issues with the rules and everything, I'm going to let that decide and that will probably steer uh, my direction in 2018. Because if I have to join a club, well, then the fleet is still completely immiscible, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but if I'm, if I'm at a club and I've got a full runway, I, I'm in, I've got a, I've got a garage. This was a problem when I first started flying, we were living mm-hmm. in an apartment, uh, I didn't have a means to transport it. Yep. And it was just, and, and then of course you put the plane in the back of the car if you flip, you know, and this was that fuel oil mix yes. stuff. Yes. So it was in the car, it was smelly. Okay? Yes. Yep. So, you know, so the plane actually ended up having to live on the balcony, which was just a disaster, right? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. So we'll and, see. And I think too, with Chloe, Chloe uh, being around, she's huge into the the big planes. Um, I can yeah. see after she gets a little bit more comfortable here, uh, maybe yeah. in the spring, and you know gets dialed in, there's going to be some big planes rolling around. She already said she would like some big gas planes. So, so where would you guys fly though? We would have to. I would say we could probably go down the Chads and fly them. Good point. Um, trying to think where else. I really, honestly, myself, I don't want to go to a club. I want to just go out and do my own thing. But I, I don't see yeah. any reason why we couldn't go out to Chads. I mean, we've flown gassers out there many a times, so it wouldn't be an all the time thing, but still be fun just to go out and you know tinker around. I'm gonna look yep. after I get off. I'm gonna look around a little bit and see. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm very curious now. I'd like to really try one. And again, I don't want anything big, just just smaller. Nope. You know, because nope. like, I love the technologies. The, come on, and I love yeah, this is, yeah. I love the gas engines. I've always loved the gas. You know, I was in the fifth scale, uh, the car scene, in the fifth scale gas engine for years and years. Absolutely love them. Good so. Stuff. I don't know. Oh, one last thing here before we go. Uh, you know, the weather's been crappy, so I, obviously I broke out the Inductrix, which is sitting over there. But my my tiny whoop here has been pretty beat up. I've crashed it a gazillion times, and the the frame was pretty beat up. And it's interesting, you know, Horizon's got that, uh, I think it's the Inductrix Pro out, where they say it's actually lighter, has a better camera, and they, they up beefed up the frame. And it'd be interesting to try one of those, but I had to get a new frame for my tiny whoop. And Andre, what a difference! I have new frame and and set it up and everything. This this thing flies amazing. I mean, literally, yeah. just the camera is a lot better than the uh, Inductrix, and it just flies a little bit better. I get a little more time out of it. And it was just funny. We have a, a new dog. I, one of these days, I'll bring him in, put him on camera. But he's he's a big. Big old oaf. He's four months old. He's a golden doodle puppy. And so he hasn't seen any of this stuff yet. So the other day, um, I got the tiny whoop, got it all dialed in, us flying around the house. I'm telling you what, this giant dog does not know what to think of this little tiny whoop. He looks at this thing and is like, what is that thing buzzing around me? He, he just, He's scared to death of it. It is so funny. He hasn't quite figured out what that what that thing is, but... Uh, no, anyway, I've been cranking around the house, and man, it you know, you really don't fly these things too much until the weather gets crappy, and you forget how much fun you know they they really are to crank around the house. Yep, no, that's it. I, I 
the the frame on my Inductrix has a crack, but uh, luckily the the used one I picked up had one of those uh, X frames. So oh, I put okay. that on there temporarily. So next time I'm at the hobby store, I'll pick up one or two extra frames. I do have those black ones that uh, come came in from Banggood, so I probably mm-hmm. could swap that if I had to. But it's just again, it's just that motor support, and they yeah. take, they're the ones that take the flex when you when you ram into things at top speed. Yep, you're right. You're right. So, but. Anyway, I think that's about it for today. What do you think? Oh yeah, I think anything we've else. A lot, uh, so. Anything else on nope. your list? Is that about it? No, no, no. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us again. Uh, we do have a lot of stuff coming up. We got more stuff to fly, more things to test out. Uh, hopefully, Mike Collins will be done hunting. We can get him back into the studio. Hopefully. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do with that boy. He's He better, you know, for as much as he hunts, you'd think he'd be uh, out of there by now. I don't know. The deers have gotten smarter. Um, thanks, everybody, for joining us on Facebook Live. We enjoy hanging out, talking with you guys, answering your questions. It's a lot of fun. Um, don't forget, November 14th through the 19th, free shipping. Uh, Joy 2017 is the discount code for our site. Now, I just found out today the website is down for our store. I don't know why, but hopefully we'll get it fixed and should be back online soon. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any. Oh, emails. Come on. I'm sure I know there are people out there crashing. Send this in your crash stories. We'd love to talk about them, Uh, dissect them, make fun of you. Of course, we make fun of ourselves, too. And I know we've been doing a lot of crashing ourselves. But So, yeah, send in your crash stories and let us know what happened, what's going on. And uh, we'll probably give away some more T-shirts coming up down the road. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I think that's it. Uh, if you have any questions, problems, concerns, hit us up on email. rcafterhourspodcast at gmail.com. Go check out our Facebook page and like it or comment. You know, we're always up for something. Uh, And everything else, social media, Instagram. uh, What else do we have? Uh, Twitter. Twitter. iTunes. iTunes. So there you have it. Yes, the uh, the FTCC guys are doing their podcast tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern talking about Flight Fest South. And they didn't even even invite me on the show. Oh, man. I know. Hey, you know. All wow. that work to make Flight Fest South go. Yeah. You need to put up with Fred for like an entire week. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess uh, FTC, FTCC, you can call and leave a voicemail, I hear, Andre. Yeah. So you can call and leave a message? Right? Huh. Interesting. Uh, so if you want to yeah. call them and leave a voicemail, you, you can do that and go check out their show tonight. Uh, or, starting uh, at I eight, have, I have Mike Finley's phone number on my. Oh, maybe there, we so. should call Mike Finley yeah. tonight and see if he answers. Right? right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Probably could call Fred too. Yeah. He's on mm, could get interesting tonight. Mm, huh. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we'll get out of here. I'm probably gonna charge up some batteries and uh, go get the tiny whoop going. So thanks for joining us. We'll see you here in a couple weeks, or talk to you in a couple weeks, and see you. So thanks for joining us. Later. See ya!